All right, we're rolling. Are you ready? Yes. Hello, hello. This is the Ian Prendercast, another Carlton podcast. We're brought to you as always by 121 Media and MGA. My name is Sean Peterbudge and I am joined by, of course, as always, his first cab off the rank this week for a special reason. Uh, even Juddy played a game for the Northern Bullants before coming off a hamstring and straight back into the team, but we've rushed him back in and there's good reason why we've rushed him back in because if Fubba Ganoush wasn't here, it would be a one-hander. <laughs> How are you going? Yeah, no, just a little bit tired, but uh, it's uh, it's good to be here. It's good to have a win, and it's good to um, approach the weekend with a bit of clear open air and a Blues win. So um, the weekend is good when your team wins. Yeah. So um, a lot. No. Notice you didn't say you're happy to spend time with me, or and, and, and oh, you didn't let me get to it. And, and it's great to be here with you for the first time this season. Well, we did the preseason. I said this season. That's true. Uh, no Timbo Slice with us today. He's attending uh, to a family matter, which is uh, completely fine. But that means... Oh, no. <laughs> ah, the segment still goes. Where uh, I can find my question. All right, are we... Oh, hold on, hold on. So you're going to step in for Tim, yeah? Okay. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. You've only got one lifeline. And that's the 50 That's the 50-50. Uh, to be honest with you, you may as well just, oh, you'll just use it off the top. Yeah. Has anyone ever done that? Has anyone ever gone, the question hasn't even been read out, yeah. and they've just gone, oh, 50-50, this Eddie. Your question, Faber Ganesh. Give it to me. What is the least abundant or rarest element in the universe? Is it A? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You've got the question. Yep, yep, the, yep. the rarest or least abundant element in the universe. Yep. Is it A, astatine, B, chlorine, C, tantalum, or D, you got tantalum there, yeah? Mm-hmm. Or D, xenon? I'll go the 50-50, thanks, Eddie. <laughs> you didn't even you didn't even do the see the Timbo classic is geez, you know, look, uh, I must say. And he just waffles just yeah. pointlessly. So your um 50-50 will knock out B chlorine. Of course it would. And and <laughs> D and D xenon. Okay. Let's go through them all. Hydrogen, yeah. helium, lithium, beryllium, boron, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, fluorine. Oh, that's it. That's all I've got. It's one of my favourite jokes. Dimitri Martin tells this joke about when they were naming the vitamins. He goes, they yeah. must have thought there were going to be more vitamins than there ended up being. He goes, A, A1, A2. He goes, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> he goes, let's just take it easy here. He goes, B, B1, B2, B3, B12. He goes, then we get to K and we're like, Jesus. He goes, look at all those Bs. This is an absolute... So just give me the correct pronunciation of the two. It's Astatine. Well, to be fair, I'm going to be brutally honest, Fab. I don't know if that is the correct pronunciation. Astatine. Astatine. It's like Aerotine. Aerotine Industries. Huge military. (laughs) There's a potential application. 
Yeah. It's really cute. Your investment on a mere six thousand. <laughs> it's really cute. You ring the line and uh, the home phone and the, their mum answers. Yeah. So um, Astatine and so Astatine Industries and Tantalum. What's a tantalum prospect to be? It's tantalizing. Tantalum or Astatine. I'm going to lock in a Astatine. You're going to lock in. You've locked in a Astatine, have you? Given that it sounds more astronomically he's making um, hand gestures yep so you're going for acetone this on is the, Italian who wants to be a millionaire you're making going for acetone on the basis that you believe it sounds more sort of out in space yes so Th- therefore less abundant yep if that's what you've gone for yes hold on what have I done he's correct that's how it's done Timbo alright it's correct. It is indeed astatine. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's used in. I don't know where it's found, but it is astatine. What what number is it? I've got no idea. Well, I just wrote down the. I just wrote It'd be high two hundreds. Oh, I don't know, mate. Let's. Is that r- correct? And I'll, there'll be listeners going. You know. Well, look. It, it is uh, astatine is a chemical element with the symbol AT and an atomic number of eighty five. It is the rarest naturally occurring element in the Earth's crust, occurring only as the decay product of various heavier elements. All of astatine's isotopes are short-lived. The most stable is astatine-210, with a half-life of 8.1 hours. Well, there you go. There you go. What is astatine used for? There are currently no uses for astatine. Currently, okay, so uh, it's useless. Outside of research, the half-life of the most stable isotope is only 8 hours, and only tiny amounts have ever been produced. A mass spectrometer... Uh, has been a used to confirm that acetone behaves chemically like other halogens, particularly iodine. There mm. you go. So atomic number 85, discovered in 1940. Acetone with a half-life of eight hours. Eight hours. Doesn't like uranium have a ridiculously, like, real long... What is that? Well, it's like the, the atomic bomb. It's like that whole thing where you drop... Yeah, I'm saying, well, so the, radio, so the, yeah. the, the, the half-life of that stuff. Very popular video game as well. Uranium? Uh, half-life. Oh, half-life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not uranium. Beautifully done. In the video game series. Uranium, uranium. on the Atari 2600. <laughs> uh, I've got a question for you here. Before we get into the match, I've just got some uh, some patter, as we're known to yes. do. Is, I Which thinking, I love because it infuriates a select few people. It does. It yeah. does. Look, I was thinking about this the other day as I was rolling around, and I thought, is there a film? There's always films that you're, you either really, really like that didn't perform very well. All that were excellent movies that were just one and dones, and some of them are one and dones for a very good reason, but others you sort of like. Why did you never make another one? Why is there only one of these? Mm-hmm. In the case of a less financially successful movie, you go, well, that's the answer because it made no money, even though I like it. Um, is there a film that you really, really like? Don't fucking say La Bamba. There's no sequel to La Bamba because he died on that plane. Yes, he did. <laughs> they could have done a spin-off with the Big Bopper and Buddy Holly. They could have done a spin-off. What the life of Bob? Oh, you would lo- you would have loved that. Would that have been movie. the greatest movie of all time. Um, do you reckon? Is there a film that you really really like that you wish had a sequel? I'm thinking back from my childhood. All the movies I love, they generally had a sequel. They all had they? multiple sequels. Jeez. Back to the Future, Rocky, Karate Kid, The Godfather. You Rambo. could ar- you could argue that some of them had too many sequels. They probably should. The left- Terminator, for example. They, they should have left well enough alone. Um, I'll never forget, Fabian and I went to see Terminator uh, Genesis, what was it called? Dark Fate. Dark Fate. <laughs> Dark Fate is what it was called. We went to see Terminator Genesis Dark Genesis is Fate. no better. 
but no, dark, no, but, dark, dark but, fate's horrific. But Genesis is is more watchable in a this is kind of harmless way. Yeah, is it? This is just a mistake, but it's kind of silly. And you know what? It's not very good, but I'll go with it. Whereas Dark Fate is a genuine affront. Horrific to one of particularly, but two of the the greatest films of the genre. Yep. So and it was billed as this is this is the real Terminator Three. Yeah. That's this what is it was the official belated yeah. sequel to T2. Cameron's back. He wasn't, but, you know, we'll use his name. I think Cameron's back. I just like that. I think he just he, he just asks the producers a figure to put my name on the poster. Yep. And then I'll, I'll do a thing endorsing it. Yep. And then after the film comes out, I'll shit can it like everyone else. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got one for you. The one that twigged me was, and I was talking to someone else about this, and given his move to Netflix and the abundance of horrendous movies he's made for Netflix, there's one coming out soon, uh, Murder Mystery, I think it's called, the sequel. Why is Adam Sandler, why have they not done a legacy sequel to Happy Gilmore? It's the most mm. obvious Netflix movie. Like in terms of Adam Sandler's making... What's the angle on it? What's the angle on it? i got an angle for you. So Grand's dead. Yeah, Grand, well, she would be dead because she was, Jesus Christ, she was 80 back in 96. Um, so my angle for it would be, and this is a trope in all these legacy sequels, if people have or have not noticed, these legacy sequels that like a Terminator Dark Fate, they suck in the old gen who love the property and attempt to get a new generation of fan. And it's a bit of a bait and switch because the old fans end up getting shit on. So you think Star Wars and we make this sequel, these movies, Han Solo's a deadbeat dad, Luke Skywalker's a coward. You think Woody in Toy Story, Woody's mm. not Woody. Woody's this pathetic shell of the character we used to know. Yep. All these characters. So that these, these uh, and obviously Terminator was, the Terminator's now selling drapes. He's, a, he's an interior yep. decorator. What and, was his name? Uh, he had a name. Yeah, he did, didn't he? It was fucking stupid. I've tried to excise it. But like, you know, John Connor gets gunned down in a Guatemalan tiki bar mm. in the first five minutes of the movie. Well, I wouldn't even say five minutes, mate. No, it's <laughs> the first three minutes. <laughs> Go. We haven't. We barely even sat down. So they basically say they get you in the cinema under false pretenses that you're going to see something you think you're going to like, and then they just say everything you liked about those other movies gone. Gone. So my attitude would be own that. If you're Happy Gilmore, as a bit of a middle finger to these legacy sequels, I'd have Happy Gilmore like have never achieved anything else in golf. So he that's wins. It. He wins the tour championship, and that's the only thing he ever did. And Shooter McGavin's like a legend. Shooter McGavin won everything. The only way you could do it is if Happy goes back into decline. He becomes because that's what he, he was a bum. You, you got to lure him out back to play golf for some yeah. reason, and it could be a match play. Yeah. Him and Shooter do a match play, yeah. and she could have ended up with Shooter. Oh, I don't mind. Win the girl back. I don't. I don't think that Happy Gilmore has to be a complete loser. I think that he could have just walked away from golf. That's part of his charm. But he could have just walked away from golf, or he could have just realized, mate, because I just had one day, like it just worked for me. I'm not a golfer. I completely fluked it. Well, he was a hockey player, Sean. Is it? His putter had a hockey stick on a little hockey, what do they call it on the end? I, I'm a fan, and it doesn't get done often enough, of characters. Mm. Well, so rather than sequels, because sequels are sometimes hard, but why is the character of Happy Gilmore dead? So he can turn up in something else. Yeah. Some cross-pollination. You know, it's funny. So comic book movies or comic books would do that and have been doing that forever. And it took until there's some 
out there examples, but it took until you think about relatively recently for them to go put them together. Hmm. So make a make a Happy Gilmore movie, make a someone else movie. Go, just, who cares if they're in the same? Put them together, yeah. And they're in a movie together. These two characters, exactly. It's just you know, it's weird. It's weird that they took so long to do it with I, actual comic books. Just going back to Gilmore, I, don't, I just I don't, I don't see an angle that I would love. I just love to see the character return. Well, this is it. It'll be funny. But and but I think the hook the hook for me is they're on the Masters tour or something. They're on the they're like the Seniors tour. And like Shooter McGavin went on to win like twenty majors, <laughs> like he's an absolute legend. But the one thing he never, like he just never beat Happy. No, Happy completely fluked it. They both know it. It's like the fighter, you know, in the fighter when Christian Bale's character's like, you know, Is that I, when he's sickly thin. Yeah, and he was like, I knocked, uh, I knocked Sugar Ray down, and that's his claim to fame. And at the yep. end, he's like, he slipped. I fucking know he slipped. Yeah, everyone knows he slipped. Mm. It's fuck. Was that Sugar Ray Leonard or Sugar Ray Robertson? Leonard. Yep. Too many fucking Sugar Rays. How can you have and the band Sugar and the Ray? The band Sugar Ray. He didn't knock him out. No. Or <laughs> <All> them. <laughs> There's too many of them. <laughs> you knocked them all out. They all slipped over. Um, so you got one for me. You want to get a no, no, no. I, I can't. I'm just thinking of all the movies I really enjoyed. Is it? You're right, though. You're thinking about your gen. They all had sequels. They all had sequels. And as we said at the top, they all had too many sequels. Yeah, some went too. Far. The ones where the franchises kind of tail off and it's like the characters are different. And like Kickboxer had a sequel. And it was the guy from – it was the dopey cousin from – Don't tell me it was Michael Dudikoff. What was that show with the lady who used to have the monkey with Michael Jackson? <laughs> and one of the guys from Dallas, they had that, they were a family. Jesus and Christ. And they, they, they were like a mixed family. I know the cousin's name was Cody. It was on Channel 7. It was a TV show. TV well, show. you're saying they should reprise it. They should bring it no, back. No, 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 no. Cody was a dopey cousin in the show. Oh, and he got his own spin-off. No, he was Kickboxer. Oh, he was in so the Kickboxer gone, so, sequel. So in sequel, they've gone from Van Damme yep. to could, this bozo. Who could be our next Kickboxer? Yeah. They we'll, pick this guy. We'll get Cody from whatever that TV show if was If anyone called. wants to have a laugh, you just mentioned, made an allusion to uh, Bubbles, of course. Bubbles, Yeah. How good was Eddie Murphy's story about when he went to Michael Jackson's house and he goes and Bubbles was in a cage? <laughs> Don't go near him, Eddie. <laughs> Once they grow up, mate, they go near so him. <laughs> Tear your face off. It was, it was so good. Ah, Bubbles is going berserk in the yeah. cage. They all, they all just wait for their time to just... Didn't, didn't Siegfried or Royd, one of them, got, got absolutely... A, got f- attacked? Yeah. Badly. He, he survived. Barely. So, so not oh, he might be dead now, but he was. We're not going to print. Yeah, we only go for certainty. Yeah, I don't think he didn't die at the time because of the attack. No, he might be. But dead. it was it was vicious. It was bad. It was I mean, vicious. in fairness, I think it was a ticking time bomb. The whole act, yeah. the fact that they got so many years out of it, and let's yeah. be fair, glorious years. They were one of the biggest acts in Vegas for yeah. decades. The fact that one of those tigers didn't attack one of them sooner mm. is a miracle. And now. You go to a circus, there are no animals. No animals, you know, zero animals. The the biggest, like, attraction at a, a circus these days is they've got this dome. Yeah, big tent. No, they've got this, like, this steel cage. Oh. It's not even a dome, it's a sphere. That they, the motorbike. And the motorbike, yeah. <laughs> and the motorbike's in there for two minutes just going round and round in circles. How does he slow down without falling off? I don't know. I want to say it. Animal cruelty, yeah, sure. We don't want to see any of that. But 
circus is a poorer for it. Yeah. Last time I went to Silver's, I got pulled up on stage. Oh, no. And blindfolded. Oh, dear. And that's the whole, you know, when they throw the swords. Could you not just say I'm not doing it? They struggled because I had, they had me, they struggled to wheel me away. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear the bloke struggling. <laughs> <laughs> I was there with, uh, with Goz. Goz. Shout out. Come on the Kangas. Can't, he's, he'll be here for the game. He'll be thrilled. He'll be here for he the game. He would have been thrilled. Two weeks' time. With uh, the Kangas' performance? He, he was craving football so bad because he listens to SEN <laughs> in the car. I said, oh, do you listen to SEN Queensland? He goes, no, no, Melbourne. Gets the app. Because he can't stick. There is literally no mention of AFL football. And people who go, oh, it's growing in Queensland. God goes, no, it's nowhere. Because <laughs> it's, it's nowhere. That new team in the NRL yeah. has got more coverage. Yeah. He goes, so I took the boys to Metricon to watch the Suns play the Swans. He was like he Dave, goes, he was like Dave goes, Chappelle in that scratching And his kids, his kids have sat through a couple of seasons of North Melbourne <laughs> because it was the worst game they've ever been to. <laughs> oh, poor Gozza. But he'll be here for the Good Friday game. Fantastic. Look forward to not seeing him and uh, whatever. Uh, he'll be the one North Melbourne. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, Printer DJ, the segment is dying. and I'm not. We've got to win for Printer DJ, don't we? No, Printer DJ is the song at the end. Oh, yeah, it There's is too. There's always a song at the end. So that's what good. was the song at the end last week? I didn't get to it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I didn't think you would. Uh, it was Perfect by Alanis Morissette. Perfect. So that's just a song about parents having unrealistic expectations for their ch- kids. She had an absolute mega album. She had a purple patch, yeah. It's fair to say. And then it kind of... Did she date Ryan Reynolds at one point? Why, because they're both Canadian? No, I think she did. Very, I know, um, very early on in the Two Guys, A Girl in a Pizza Place. What's uh, the name was in her touring era. band? Old Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. Dead. D- he is dead. Um, unfortunately. Recent very, very recently. Um, yeah, but Jagged Little Pill was a massive, massive album. Do you think it was too big for what it was? No. Like upon reflection, where you're sort of like, it's a good album, but it was, yeah. it was enormous. It was absolutely huge. No, I think... It's deserving of the praise it gets. It's a good time to be selling records too. Yeah. When they were $35 each. Brashes. <laughs> Brashes. Who have made so much money they could even sponsor us on the shorts. Also dead. Brashes. Brashes dead. Long time ago. The only one who really survived is JB. Well, because JB was selling like white goods as well. Yeah. And oh, yeah, they've pivoted. No, they exactly they have. And then they came back into like your TVs and then they sort of became – JB sort of became like – um, the old style department store that lo- also sold CDs. I love how they've gone. Don't don't get it twisted. Their whole handwritten, very um, clever. That was to save cash early on, Absolutely. and now it's like, no, nah, that's our. That's their branding identity. That's our, and Bunnings have kind of half stolen it internally. It's a bit. It's meant to look a bit ramshackle and roughshod, and yeah. like we're just we're just making this up as we go. Do you reckon there's a, we've a, decided, Fab. I've just decided that these fifteen hundred DVDs are all four dollars each. Do you reckon there are JB Hi-Fi graduates, people who've gone off to learn how to write? Because they're all pretty consistent. There'd probably just be someone on staff who's not a bad. I don't think they've taken calligraphy courses, but they're probably just not bad at sketching. They might have been a But they're all, if you notice, the fonts all the same through all the stores. I did work at JB. I, I didn't did know you? this. Yeah, briefly. Little, um, little yellow bags. Yeah, little, I don't even know what that, yeah, well, they do yeah, have yellow little, bags. Little, yeah. little yellow bags. Um, 
I, I, yeah, I can't remember who used to do the signs, but I think they, anyone with just a bit of an artistic bent, you could sort of do the signs, and if they were okay... Can I go with an early Johnny Rancler? They'd let you continue, yeah. Early Johnny Rancler, which ties into JB Hi-Fi. Yes. I despise centre of store Check, point of sales, yeah, right? Checkouts. Checkouts and stuff, right? JB's worse. They're in, off in the far corner. JB were the first. Like JB were the only store. That were, oh, what do I pay for? Oh, you pay for this. In the back in corner. In the far reaches of the store. Oh, th- there you are. Yeah, you're going to need a Sherpa yeah. to navigate your way there. And this is where it all becomes stupid. If you have the checkout at the end, you pay it. The teller, the checkout is the, the security. security no, no, we'll pay someone to check your bag. Do you find that with JB Hi-Fi's as well, they, they do this thing where they seemingly buy the most, the strangest shaped store in the building. Mm. There's three levels and there's like there's all sorts of weird little nooks and crannies. It's not just a square. Yeah, and every store is configured differently. Yeah. Horrific. And no one's ever available to help. Yeah, the phone's just ringing constantly. Yeah. Hey, shout out to JB <laughs> Hi-Fi. <laughs> I wouldn't know the last time I bought anything at JB. Christmas, I think I went there to get something. Mm. Um, so we're going to talk football now. This is an overview, obviously, of last night's win. Um, we remain undefeated That's in right. 2023. Uh, and top of the ladder. We, for now, we couldn't beat the Tigers. Um, and I think it's fair to say that uh, Jeremy Cameron tried his level best to beat us on his own. Um, but six points out of eight is a good result for us, and I'm pretty happy ultimately with where we sit. It's, it's, it's Sometimes I think when we've spoken about this in the past, it's sort of don't get greedy about what you should have yep. versus what you've been able to get. We would have all loved to have held on last week and you go, that's beautiful, that's a great start. However, fair being fair, when the fixture came out, you probably thought Richmond's the one we need to win, Geelong's going to be pretty tough to win. Yep. Um, and look, I, I, sorry, I just got the note here. I just want to double back to this but because we might not speak about Cameron again. Um, oh, we will. Oh, no, but in this, in, in this context, it may sound weird, but Lewis Young wasn't horrible. No, no, he was very, he's like very he was, good. He was, he was all right. Yeah. He just played on a guy who was outstanding. And who does not second Johnny Rank. See, I never come with a Johnny Rank cloud, yep. but I've, I'm coming with two in the opening 10 minutes. The whole, the term giving someone their flowers, where the fuck it came from, I don't I'm, know. I've never heard that. It's, it's a very American thing. Oh, we're going to give him his flowers. In other words, we're going to. Give him his respect, his 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 dues, you know, his praise. That's like put respect right. on his name. You're Res- like, what? It's not respect. It's respect. It's just like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, but having said that, so I was, you know, going to give Jeremy Cameron his his right, his his just praise. His because, flowers, I think, is what you're trying to say. No, I'm trying to think of something else to say because that's all I've got in my head. <laughs> he. He finishes his work so not. His kicking action is He's go- kicking around he's, the ground. His coverage gorgeous. of the ground is fantastic. He's, he's, he's a wonderful player. And I yeah. think, like I said, I don't want to, we don't want to labour it, but Lewis Young wasn't bad. No. His man on the night was just outstanding and there was a yeah. bit of handover here and there as well, which makes sense. But you can defend inside 50. Jeremy Cameron's kicked snap from the boundary line. He's kicked two from outside 50, maybe even three from outside 50. It's the classic. He's getting. Less than he's getting pretty ordinary looks at goal. Yeah, he's just phenomenal. He's, he's a phenomenal footballer. Yeah. Um, I suppose at the risk of sounding like a cynical sort of pessimist again, which I'm known to. 
Yeah. Um, People love that. They do. We had to beat Geelong last night. Absolutely. That version of Geelong. Yep. Like we had to beat that version of Geelong. Yep. Um, like with their outs and particularly in the back six, um, we, we needed to account for them. Because if we didn't, yep. you'd be going, Jesus, how can we hope to beat this team if but, we can't beat them but, like but that? Not only with the injuries, doubling back on what you said, when you, you look at the, the outlook and you say, okay, if we're one and two, that's okay with the whole, you know, beat Richmond and if we drop Geelong, you know, that's kind of understandable reigning premiers. After having watched them against Collingwood, I looked at that, no. We we can beat them. We have to beat them. And particularly when Stewart goes out. Yep. You know, obviously uh, Henry's still out. College Asney's still out. DeConning was didn't look quite right. Fit mm-hmm. enough to play but not fit enough to potentially be, you know, as good as you can be. Yep. Um, but as I said, that that puts a little bit of pressure on us because I just I was all about it. I thought, look, we we got to win this game. Yep. And that's not me pouring cold water on the performance, but fair being fair, the result itself was sort of non-negotiable. Really, if we are yep. the team that we posit we are and yep. want to be and talk about being, had to win that game last night. And, um, the, and the reason I just want to touch on this: the reason we set these mental expectations is because. We believe we can do that, so we should be. Hmm. I was like, oh, just, just be happy that we won. No, no, no. Want for more. Well, that's it. All right? If, if we've all got this warm, fuzzy feeling that we are a half-decent side, then want for more. TCB. Yeah. Take care of business. Do you know the TCB story? The, Kelly, Kelly listens to early on in the pod, and the, then she's the like... Memphis Mafia. There's too much Carlton crap for me to win. Oh, wouldn't you know... <laughs> Kelly always says, I used to like the show before it was exclusively a Carlton podcast. And I said, yeah, we also had it <laughs> one-tenth of the listenership <laughs> at that stage. But uh, um, The billion years. I bought Kelly a TCB charm and necklace. Oh, yeah. So the, it's, yeah. It's a wonderful story. Thank you for yeah. sharing it with us. Doesn't wear it. Doesn't wear it. She goes, it's embarrassing. <laughs> she doesn't, what do you mean? She doesn't even. She, she reckons it's embarrassing. She couldn't wear it down to the shops, and it's like I'm taking care of business. I'm getting, getting. Most st- of the time, it's within your clothing anyway. That's true. But um, no, refuses to wear it. Says she loves it, but quite obviously, obviously doesn't, doesn't love care. It. For obviously it. doesn't love it enough to have it on her person. Yeah, doesn't which, care for which it. I think is a contradiction. But um, oh, what's that? Oh no, this. Oh, I might started. I, I might do a robo. Give it a minute. I feel right. The music sounds better with you. Can you remember the video clip? Horrific. He's it's making a orange plane. He's making a plane. <laughs> it's a glider. It felt like it played for fucking years. It was video like, hits. And he was this eight-year-old, nine-year-old. He looked severely depressed. This kid. <laughs> <laughs> but the song is a genuine banger. Very, um, obviously, it feels very much inspired by that emergence of your daft punks. Yeah, I was going to say, up there with one more time. Timbo, why'd we play that? Because I blew the back, baby! Have you noticed that Timbo occasionally, he'll do this thing, uh, listeners can, you can listen out for this, when he's sort of listening in and he's, he's like you're feeding him something mm. and he's responding back to it, he'll say like, yep, but he'll say it really, you know, like a metallic-y kind of twang. Have you noticed that? Yep. Yep. <laughs> but it, when it comes through the mic, it's it's like he's a robot. Yeah. So that 
That was Stardust, was yeah, it not? It Music was, sounds it, better uh, with you. It was, it was Stardust. A, that is a genuine. That along with classic nineties. What was the first real commercial hit for Daft Punk? It's a, like around the world. Around the world. We so, already did that. That's on um, Blues Are Back Volume One. So it was. That is quintessential nineties dance. It's a quintessential nineties sound. Yeah. Great tune. You can always listen to that. You can. It's, it's good happening in the background. It kind of just, you know. Um, but I was just going back to the match now. <laughs> As the game reached the climax that it did, um, it just it became a matter of the previous 115. doesn't matter. No. Everything up until this point is completely and utterly irrelevant. We have to win the game. Yep. We have to hold on. They've thrown everything that they have at us. And credit to Geelong. I mean, the, the hints in their song, they play the game as it should be played. Mm. But they just look, we're 28 At points. home. Or far away. away. I mean, yeah. they, they were telling us that they weren't going to give in. Um, but they were they were 28. I think we got 28 up. Mind you, we've been being told that we're the team that will never let you down for quite a while. <laughs> That's true. I mean, <laughs> one, of the, one of the songs, I think, yeah. But I think we got as far as 28 Sorry, up, I believe. because I know he's listening. Yep, please. Pete said, even when they had one win seasons, the... Premiers will be this year. <laughs> would, oh, still be, would still be suck. And they'd sing it with, like they'd, with gusto. Mate, they'd sing it with gusto. <laughs> the greatest one of them, I think we've told it on pod before, where Pete and his family, big, big Fitzroy fans, and they went out to their last ever win at the Witten Oval against the Dockers yep. uh, back in 96. Um, and they stormed the field, the, the, the 1,400 strong crowd stormed the field at the final siren. They boosted Mellington up on their shot. Like, <laughs> and they're celebrating singing the club song out on the oval like they'd won the premiership yep. and they got separated and back before mobile phones, they just had to meet back at the car. <laughs> hope for the best. <laughs> they all got separated in the throng and just had to hopefully come across each other on the way or meet each other back at the car. Good times. Very, very good times. Um, I'd like but, to have Pete on just to chat nonsense about the Roys. But uh, but he's taken off. We were going to do a Molinas uh, series. but that Molinas Files. It's, it's, you got to work on Pete. He's, uh, Pete's one of those blokes... People who don't know Pete think he's really reserved and quiet. But then once you know him and he opens up, he he dolls it. He goes from zero to 100. He almost quickly. goes too far in a good way. So You're like you're too comfortable, Pete. I was with... I don't even know you that well. Some of his family and friends a couple of weeks ago. And someone was like, oh, you know, Pete's the quiet one and all this stuff. And Pete's dad just goes, who? Peter, my son. You've got no idea. I'm thinking, <laughs> thank God someone else is sticking up for me here. But, um, yeah. Just excuse me while I'm just silent here. I'm just trying to upload uh, Box Hill's team selection news for uh, our round one. Is, uh, is there a bombshell? Because there's always a bombshell at selection. There's always a bombshell. Uh, no, I don't think so. I like when, uh, what was his, Tom Brown came on the, on the, on the field with Abby Holmes last night. Yeah. With breaking news, breaking oh, news that McAdams, we know he was never going to get off. Yeah. All right? The AFL's in a current lawsuit or a class action suit you know, surrounding head high contact and CTE and, you know, all these post-football issues. It always seemed... <laughs> a, a, a bloke who's basically sniped a man. Mate, it always seemed improbable. Oh, look, and without wanting to get sidetracked, the conjecture obviously is Pickett and McAdam. And the, the thing for me that actually st- um, stood out about the two actions is in the, the context of 2023, you know, footy, just how out of place the actions were. Mm. Like particularly the Pickett one 
was like he's cannonballed into this guy. If Pickett was playing rugby league, he'd score. A, he'd leap from the ten yard line and score like, a try. The bloke was full blown. He was airborne. I just thought, wow, you just don't see that. That was like Byron Pickett. But you, but you don't see that ever. Um, but Are they was, related? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Um, so you you just sort of talk there or, or pad for us. Actually, I'll give you something to talk about and then come Tell back me. to me. So with regard to us holding on, it wasn't simply we couldn't hope that they'd fall over or they'd give up or the, the result would just fall in our laps like we did a bit last weekend. We sort of just hoped that they'd run out of time or Jesus Christ, we'll just we'll just we'll just figure this out. It'll fall our way. We couldn't yeah. hope to do that having lived the last three results. We did. No, we so, had to. We had to be the influence. Of that result, we had to ensure play, every, play positively. That's right, and everyone's like, "You have to keep attacking." It's not that's it's not just keep attacking. We outscore them. They score. Football is a game of momentum, and it's just there's times where you have it, and there's times where you don't. And when you don't, that doesn't mean the opposition can do whatever they want. You still have to play a game where you can arrest it, control it. We needed to proactively ensure that we did not lose that game because from an attacking point of view you can't say we just we attack we attack we attack no we controlled it that's a show a bit of maturity and occasionally controlling means to attack and occasionally it means to slow it down and occasionally it means to you know alter things put people behind the ball you know tactically you know make some changes that are required at the time and last night thankfully for the first time in a in a while we did that, and I thought actually, I've watched it back what one or two times. The end. It at the time it feels like we don't have as much control because you know we as fans are all sitting there panicking. But it was relatively controlled, well controlled by us. So yeah, I, I agree. I think that. But we needed to do that. Not because of the previous three results, because that's how you should be playing football. Yeah. I think that's a good perspective. It wasn't. It was about getting it right, yep. not to atone for failures of the past as such. That was an elephant despite, in the room. Despite the narrative that was even in commentary, that was what was trying to be built. Yeah, and it, it wasn't simply about atoning, but rather sort of going, "Let's just wait. We're obviously working on this shit. Let's get it right." The I listened to you and Timbo last week, and you were talking to. How our leaders responded in the wake of the Richmond draw and the whole, you know, the pressure that's mounting, close games, yada, yada, yada. Weeders on Fox Footy last night, it was put to him, oh, is it a relief? He said, no, no, it's not a relief. We're, we're just, we're happy and proud that we did it. Well, yeah, winning and, that, and, and that's the whole, shut this, shut it down. Because even if it is a thing, Externally, we're not going to tell people, yeah, we're in our own heads. Hmm. And the you, can't, me- you can't project that outwardly. No. And Weeder's messaging was better than – so Cripper kind of was like, yeah, yeah, it is a bit of a relief. Yeah. Don't say it, mate. Yeah. Whereas Jacob was very to the point because, oh, is it a relief, Jacob, to finally get over the hurdle in a close game? It's not about that. I think we- you sit there and go, and even if it's not true, once again, what you project outwardly, the, the yep. answer is almost – um, no, I had every confidence we'd get the job done. 
Yep. You know, that's what we've planned for. That's what we've prepared for. That's what we've spoken about. Yep. Um, we spoke about winning the game, and this is yep. how we're going to win the game. If we play this way, we played that way, we win. Yep. You know, it's as simple as that. It's a reward. We're going to speak yep. a bit about that later. You know what I've actually found? This is a, a tiny bit off topic. You know what I found myself? <laughs> I, I had the thought off last topic night. on the Prendergast. Oh, what? What? Um, that's something different. You know that great moment in in the Last Dance where they're talking about the Indiana series in '98. Yep. And Reggie, Re- Reggie Miller's all-time great go-ahead basket in Game Six. It would have been. Yep. Is that the one where Jordan... Jordan has the shot after. And it kind of almost goes in. So the story is, like, it sounds really silly, but there were a couple of moments last night where I was sitting there and we'd kick a goal or someone would take a big mark or whatever, and I I was like, I've become Larry Bird. You know, and Larry Bird's just, the the whole Indiana, the crowd's going ballistic, and Larry Bird's just completely stony-faced, just standing on the side. Because the attitude is, it sounds really, I'm not... I don't know why I'm telling the story, but the point is I'm sitting there going, we haven't done anything yet. Let's, that's good. This yeah. is good. That's uh, a good bit of play. Yeah, we're in front. Fantastic. That's great reward for effort. We're going to speak about some of the things we did really, really well last night. That's really good, but it's not over. No. Got to keep going. Got to keep going. Got to keep getting it right. Yep. And I sort of thought, I'd probably prefer to have enjoyed some of those moments a bit more in the moment, yep. but we've got to start to see them doing it more often, more mm. regularly, more decisively, so we can sort of get those results. Like last year, and we all sat back and we enjoyed the start to the season last year. We did. But the Gold Coast game was dog shit. Terrible. If we brought the same St. Kilda. application as we did the previous three weeks, we'd take care of the Gold Coast. Well, there was a level, yeah. I don't know, Paddy Cripps got injured and yeah, so forth yeah. and that. But we weren't on. No. We weren't on at all. Well, after we spoke about it last week, our response after halftime against Geelong was a million times better than it was against Richmond. We didn't come out to play against Richmond. Again, against Richmond, that's the thing. That mentality, we go, come on, let's start. We've got to start seeing these good habits. We've got to yep. start seeing these good patterns of play. We've got to start seeing them more often because when we do them, the results are there And for that doesn't mean that Richmond don't come out and get the first two goals. No. But our method it's needs to be better. Our mentality correct. needs to be better. Because I was watching last night's game. You're looking at it and going, especially at the start of the last, if Hollands gets that goal... It kind of gives us that bit of a buffer. But I said to Timbo, we get the first goal in the last. And it's a completely different game. But if they get it... I'm going to speak about this. This is an interesting segue. It's, a, it's, it's on. We'll get to the point you've just made about taking those moments, making them count, yep, and then what that leads to. So if I told you the name, this is people loved our baseball stories so much last week. I've got another one for them. Yep. Um, if I say the name Dave Roberts... What do you think? Do you know it? No. So Dave Roberts, um, any Red Sox fans would immediately know him. He only played for the Red Sox for two months. Dave Roberts is credited with arguably the most important steal in the history of baseball, particularly for the Red Sox. So we'll just, by way of context, I'll explain yep. a little bit. So this story is about executing under pressure. It's about playing your role. It's about crucially providing a moment for your team that is just so meaningful in the long term. It's just one moment of play. Ollie Hollands had a great moment last night. That was just one moment of play. Yep, you saw about the one where he went back. He went back with the flight and spoiled the best man on the ground who was threatening to take the game away from us. Harry Mackay had some great moments. Ed Kerno had a fantastic, really important tackle on Cam Guthrie. Yep. Mitch McGovern had the rundown of Jeremy Cameron. Yep. So these little moments that are in and of themselves, just small, but 
add up and create this bigger hole that ultimately leads to us winning the game. So the Parks tackle. Parks tackle on tipper. Yeah. So <laughs> the Boston Red Sox are playing the New York Yankees. Yep. They're 4-3 down on the night. They're 3-0 and down in the series. Bottom of the ninth at Fenway Park. They're down to their last three outs for the night and for the year. Mariano Rivera's on the mound. The closer. The closer, the Sandman. The greatest player in his position in the history of the game. The last man to wear number 42. Yeah, because well, he was actively wearing it when they yep. retired it, so he yep. was allowed to continue wearing it. So the Red Sox are in all sorts. They're three outs away. The season's over. The Yankees are going to sweep you. They'll go on to the World Series. All she wrote. Yeah, Red Sox fans would have been thin- thinking, just don't get swept. Don't get swept. Not by the Yankees. Don't. And not at Fenway. Don't sweep them. You know, blah, blah, blah. So I think the year before um, was the legendary Aaron Boone walk-off home run yep. in the 11th inning. Who's now gone on to be a shit manager. An awful manager. <laughs> but the Moz is on the Red Sox. The Yankees own them. It's geez, not these guys. When's, this, when's the wheel going to turn? Kevin Millar comes to the plate. He draws a walk. He draws a five, really five-pitch walk, but he gets on base. And immediately Terry Francona, the Red Sox manager, goes to Dave Roberts and he says, you're in the game, you're pinch running for Malar because Malar can't run out of sight on a dark night. You're here to steal. That's what you're in the team to do. That's the only thing you're here to do. So he takes first base with Rivera, Posada, all the Yankees, everyone in the stadium, everyone watching at home. He's trying to steal second base. And he has to try to steal second base because they need to tie the score to force extra innings, et cetera, to yep. keep the game going. Rivera tries to pick him off a couple times, and then he goes. He steals the base. It's a legendary moment. He steals the base by centimetres. Um, I think it's um, Mueller comes up next for the Red Sox. He hits a single. Uh, Roberts rounds third, scores. Uh, scores are tied. They win the game in the 12th inning. We've won a game. Thank God they haven't swept us. We've won. They front up the next night. I think they win in 14 innings. Ortiz hits a – once again, they're down, they're behind. Yep. Ortiz hits a big home run in the 14th to win them the game. They go to New York for game six, shilling on the mound with his bloody sock. They beat the Yankees in Yankee Stadium, force a game seven, win it, win the series, go on to the World Series and win the World Series. And break the curse of the Bambino. And break the curse. So the point I'm trying to make here, if Dave Roberts doesn't steal second base, which everyone in the stadium knew you're trying to steal second base – they don't win the match. They don't win the series. They don't win the World Series. They go on to win it in seven. And importantly, 13. I know this is going to sound funny, that curse isn't broken. It's not broken. Because that's that's a monkey on the back like the like no tomorrow. So I'm not comparing that in terms of winning the ALCS and going on to win the World Series. But the point I'm trying to make is that ultimately you need a moment to get over a hump. Yep. And for us, it's closing out close games. Yep. For Lockie O'Brien, the kick last week. For Mitch McGovern, it was some various moments he had last week. For Harry Mackay, it was his goal-kicking, whatever. And you went with Ollie Holland's new you know, young player just trying to make his way in the team and make his mark. And what was really pleasing last night was there were a number of players who had, you know, even a Tom DeConning didn't have a great night. You know, He petered out a bit last week. Yep. Pito's got some knockers, comes in. All these guys came in and had their moment. Sorry. Yeah, well, uh, Pito's got a, some knockers. That's a, a young Frankenstein uh, gag, if anyone knows, a little bit. But the point I'm trying to make here ultimately is a role player owned the responsibility that was bigger than him to go and do the job for his team, knowing that I've just got to get it done. Yep. I've got to get it done. I have to. This is my entire function in the team. But the season is full of moments. This is it. 
So we needed these moments last night from individual players to hopefully get over this hump that will hopefully unlock now a bit of freedom, yeah. a bit of confidence, a bit of belief. That's what we need. So hopefully, I mean, and this is a Geelong team as well, by the way, that's got a really good record against us. Yeah. So getting over that hoodoo is one thing in itself, mm. but closing the game out is quite another and showing you can do it. Whilst next week, it's not a hoodoo, so to speak, but we have a history of dropping our whenever things look like, oh, yep, yeah, yeah, Blues will win that. I'll jump ahead a little bit. I had the note for something about, you know, what happens next. And do you remember what happened the week after Man United had that fantastic win against the Invincibles? Ended their winning run at Old Trafford, Don't 49 remember. and out. All right, this is it. Season's on now. We're back in it. We've shown they can be beaten. A bit of pride that we're the ones who have beaten them as well. Fantastic. Old Trafford's rocking. Let's go. Went down to Portsmouth, lost 2-0. And you go, we're actually no better off. Yeah. The net, it's, yeah. we've given the result right back. Yeah. So this is, you get a great win, now you've got to consolidate it, and you've got to make sure that the Geelong win's banked, and then it's consolidated with another win, yep. which is consolidated with another win, which just keeps the good vibes going. Um, the first note I've got here with regards to our discussion about the match is selection and balance. Yep. Which, to be fair, ended up being quite good. The first little note I've got here is for our rucks and our midfield. Now, I'm keen to get your thoughts on this because whether it works again, let alone next week, I think, I think it's not quite the closed book that everyone thinks it is, but we sort of need to commit short-term to the two rucks. It worked last night. Um, I've never been convinced... But the big the, the thing that was... Evident last night is neither forward, uh, neither forward, neither Ruckman really pushed in to become a another key forward or, or, or significant tall forward. That's not the role they were in there for. So when they weren't rucking, and it's hard to pick this up on TV, it didn't appear that they were deployed as forwards. No. Um but I get what you're saying. I think what I liked about it ultimately is that because that scenario hasn't worked. We've done no, that in the past. No, and look, a, a few times they were they were deployed as a band aid wherever they might have been needed. So DeConning very late, obviously floated back a little bit. Yep. I think what you get from it though is, and we've spoken about this at length. You can't be a team that prides itself on contested ball clearance, and that's our identity. Yep. And with respect to Jack Silvani, who's fighting an incredible fight for us in there as a second ruckman, we just look so much better when our second Ruckman is a Ruckman. Yeah. Whether you want to declare Tom DeConning how good he is or Pitnett how good they are. Well, he's better than Sauce. They're better than Jack. They're yeah. both better than Jack. And, and that's not a knock on Jack no, at all. No, no, not at all. So when you when you look at that and think the, the cost benefit of playing both of them at the expense of another role somewhere else, I think that ultimately the net gain to us is so much better when they're both in mm. there chopping each other out. And then you can deploy one of them Harry and Charlie can be a little bit closer to goal, potentially staggered up the field, and you can yep. have one of them as the bailout kick, or vice versa, you can have Harry leading up hard onto the wing and then Pitt nets the next kick, DeConning's the next kick, yep. and then Charlie's deep. It just gives you that flexibility, I think. But more importantly, when you go into the centre, you're not effectively conceding every centre bounce that, yeah. that one you're, of those... You're not, you're not roving to designated the, to, to the opposition. Designated not in the centre bounce, therefore, Jesus, because you can't be putting your, yep. building a game around that. The issue I have with it all 
and it's not really an issue, but it's clear I'm not the only person who loves Jack. Mm. I think he's a fan favourite. I think this squeezes him right out of the side. Um, now I you, wouldn't go that far. We've got, we've got. I keep saying Hewitt. I keep saying Kennedy all day when referring to George Hewitt. So one of those guys comes in for Kuno. Ed. Yeah. Wow. Now this is a point of uh, I, Ed was phenomenal. Um, no, I coughed it up a lot. Disposal not great. Um, work rate very good. Work rate exceptional. Did some had some very good moments, but tw- also twenty three pressure acts. Also. He torched us badly on, at times. All right. Now, we got beaten at centre clearances last night. Centre clearances. Oh, yeah, by three, was it? All right. So, and I'll get back to centre clearances. I want to double back to that because it seemed to be the only source of Geelong goals. When we mm. lost the centre clearance and they got it in there early with 6 6 6 and it's a bit more spaced out, they scored and they responded to a lot of our goals quickly. Outside of that, I thought we. Our team defence was very good. Very good. Yep. Yeah. Jeremy Cameron's nailing them from 60. Some, well, sometimes shit. that's it. Yeah. That's just, that happens. But outside of centre clearances, stoppage clearances, Ed had a game high five. And, and, and we, we controlled stoppage. So where he's deployed, his ground ball gets, he had seven score involvements. He was, Ed's always going to burn the ball. You're a stat man, fam. What the fuck's happening here? Ed's always going to burn the ball. Bring in the stats. I had a, and I had a Cade Simpson flashback against Essendon with that out of bounds on the horrendous. You missed Lockie O'Brien by ten meters. <laughs> a long way. <laughs> and Lockie gave it a decent jump. Yeah. Um, but I thought Ed's been very good in the first two no, weeks, no. and his his energy and his this, run. I don't disagree. I think he's done some nice. But I things. don't think he goes out for George Hewitt. I think he's done some nice things, and I think that he had yeah he kicked a goal, which I actually had the note here. The goal that he kicked just before three quarter time. Um, in terms of this is this is going to sound utterly ridiculous. If you knew that the guy kicking the ball would be kicking a goal, you'd definitely kick a goal. Just in terms of what it would do for the energy of the group and the vibe of the group and the crowd, he was the perfect guy to kick that goal at that moment because mm. he got up. His his energy was great. His teammates loved it. Charlie's got to calm down the celebrations, but with the Ed. cloud the He's, crowd loved yeah. it. So nearly knocked Ed out. Well. But he did some really, really nice things. I'm not just—I mentioned Guthrie the tackle earlier on, which was very important. Which Guthrie? Uh, Cam. Yep. So he had some really important moments. He's not in our best team. If we if we're serious, and I and I hold true to that, and I recognise that he did some nice yeah, things. I understand that, but he's got to be pushed. Out of the side. He has to now, be pushed. Georgie Hewitt comes back in, right? And people are saying, "Oh, you go in unchanged, you reward." No, 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 no. Right? He is our best. Paddy Cripps is our best midfielder. Sam Walsh probably on par, if not sometimes ahead, sometimes a little bit behind. George Hewitt's our best in and under. Yeah, he's a fantastic, very, very important okay? player. So he, he doesn't miss. So if George Hewitt's available, George Hewitt plays. All right? Georgie. I can't. Georgie I, boy. I, I'm the, I don't. I don't ever call him George. It's it, always Georgie Hewitt. It also depends too what the team wanted or what the match committee want to do with Ed. I think they need to give him a role. And that yeah. role needs to be on whoever mm. it might be. And the last two weeks... He did a good job. He was on Guthrie for a little I, I, bit. I'm going... I'm kind of arguing against my own point here. He was but, on Prestia, I think, a little but there bit was last a, week. there was clear and obvious matchups for him. And he that, he moves around. Yep. But, yeah, you can take Cochin and Cochin's not to be worried about. And you could take Dangerfield. This, I'm talking about pre-game, not what he ends up doing. 
there was clear matchups for him. Who can Ed take and exploit? These guys. I don't know if there is one. Is it Cornelio? Necessarily this week. But I think he's been... He's been good. No, don't get me wrong. He's been good. So Jack, Jack was sub last night. And I think Jack might be the sub this week. And I think Lockie gets a run in the twos. So I think with the people were searching for... Um, the Carlton VFL are actually playing Geelong tonight. And by the time people listen to this, there'll be an answer for it. But Lockie should probably play the twos tonight. Yeah, well, he didn't play that much. No, he played time. twenty-five minutes. Yeah, so he he should probably play in the twos tonight. And Jack was that was just tactical. There was no there was no injury associated. I'm not with really that. sure, but I think the thing with Jack too is that I will say this: we spoke last week about being a good teammate when we have the ball. There were a couple of instances last night where this isn't why they subbed him. Yeah. But there were a couple of moments where it was a little bit about where can I be to get the next touch rather than no, you've got to put a bumper on there. Yeah. Or you've got to run a decoy. You got there's and something that, uh, there's something there that's not how do I get the next possession is the better option. And then look, ultimately I think he had thirteen touches and he kicked two points. If he has thirteen touches and kicks two goals, mm. you kind of go, that's yeah, high half forward, it's good night. He's for, a he's a, forward. he's a wide leader though. So he he's, he's getting his looks from from quite wide, but but he had that. I think one of the points he kicked was a little bit. He, he ran across the face of goal and, and probably could have dished by hand. There was yeah, there was ones where he went. He was he was good in the play. Yeah, but it's not your snap to have when there was no, a couple. There was a couple of that available. Final decision was not. Yeah. Um, so look, like I said, that selection and, and the rucks in the midfield, I think, were really well put together. Um, that selection is going to be a headache. I'm telling you. And, and we got and look. The two rucks thing isn't necessarily a necessity every uh, week, and it certainly worked to our advantage when Reece Stanley goes down. That frees up um, Crips from Blitzards, and he was yep. more influential after that. Those two absolutely destroyed us last year. 100%. They monstered us. Yep. Monstered us. It was extraordinary. Um, forward to centre, we want to talk about selection and balance. Uh, Durden made an ex- unbelievable... I actually probably underestimated before the game. Maybe it was just having not seen him play for a long time, or maybe he was just fizzed up and ready to go, but... Jesus Christ, he was so impactful. Yeah, I, I reckon he, he snorted smelling salts because Jesus. he was full those, of beans. Oh. And you look at it and you think, I'm going to have some outrageous statements today. Give them to me. Even if fit, all right, even if he is fit. Well, you're going to talk about Jack Martin. Aren't you? Jack Martin doesn't get into this side. Because even if he gives you a good game, Sean, he comes back and he gives you a good game. I'm prepared to move past Jack Martin knowing that he's not going to be there consistently for us. He's a different role though, doesn't he? He's, I understand he's that. Not the, he's not duking it out with those three. I get what you're saying. And this is why I don't he's get paid to Jack. make... He, he's, he and Silvani, I think, are duking it out And that's why me saying Jack's on the edge of getting dropped is kind of... I wouldn't drop Jack for Martin at the moment. I think, I, I think from Jack Martin, we need, he needs to go to the twos. For a week or two. Yep. And he needs to A get through the game, no issues. And, Do you play the three smalls? Again, maybe not every week. Maybe and not the every week. The thing is, out of the three smalls, I'm loving Motlop's energy, especially from opposition kickouts. I think he closes that space very quickly mm. and brings a point of difference. Durden Durden's our best small forward at the moment. I think Jesse will eventually overtake him. I think he's our best pressure small. Yeah. This sounds silly. This is that damning with faint praise. I think he's our best small forward without the ball. Yep. And it's the Jose Mourinho. And you look at it and you think, yeah, always is probably third in line, but he's the one who's caught all the goals. 
Yeah, so you had three last mate, night. Mate, we sort of need to gene splice the three of them. <laughs> we need out of the three of them, we need two of you, but we need a bit of. No, we just need. We don't even need three, two of them. We need. We need. Durden's industry, we need Motlop's class, and we need Owie's ability to pop up and kick goals. Yeah. And that you would be an electrifying package. But the mix that we had in there worked better. And it caused some issues for Geelong, yeah. who are, you know, Tui's been a fantastic player for them, but he's just slowing looked down old, a little bit. Walked old. And, and I know he took a heavy hit early. Yeah. But you had, like, Buse and these guys, bigger set guys, not terribly yeah. fleet of foot, and they were able to really pressure and harry and really cause some concerns for them, which was exciting. And they were a bit lucky that a couple of times we just weren't rewarded for no. our effort, where we did four or five tackles in a row, and they get out, and you think, that's football, but you just yeah. think, God, wish if we get rewarded there. Makes a big difference. It, absolutely. But So I think our forward mix was a lot better last night. Yes. You know what else was good? We're going to talk about this later. The actual method was good. We'll get to that shortly. Our, but... Uh, we just with Durden, sorry, closing that. He had eight disposals. He kicked a huge goal, laid five tackles, had 21 pressure acts. Six score involvements. Um, which was good. So, um, And I think, too, just just closing off those those boys, <clears throat> I think Durden waxes better with Oes than Motlop does yep. for whatever reason. I think they're just a bit more simpatico when they're running around. They're a little bit more in sync of where I need to be, where you need to be, where's the next. Yep. They kind of just... Jesse's played 13 games of football, but they, I think and, they, I, and sometimes that shows, though. They just handle that a yep. little bit better, yep. um, which is good, uh, and particularly when you're collectively as a group bringing that pressure. The old Spurs, uh, what are they? We put the pressure on. Was it Spurs? Was that the running gag? <laughs> yeah. We put the pressure on. We, we didn't win the, anything. It was the name of the DVD. Yeah, we put the pressure on. The 2018-19 season, we put the pressure on. <laughs> <laughs> we really closed in that final third. Yeah. Um, and a shout-out as well to the – Slippery Fish, who was by no means... By no means, but it's, it just proves, mate, you need to be involved because when you are, things happen. 19 touches, laid three tackles, kicked a vital goal. Apart from the opening goal last week, yeah, you look at the stat, oh, he's had seven. I didn't... You don't feel seven. You no. feel like this bloke hasn't touched it. No, he's... Yeah, so that was... I think that was positive for him, whether he was given a rocket, a better role, it just suited him a bit better. He was just but even if more... The, even if your role and you're not getting near it, Inject yourself. Yeah, absolutely. It's no excuse. He needs to be better than he was last week. You're not a chess piece, mate. You're not just there and can't move until... Just involve yourself. And 100%. So he needed to be better than he was last week, and he was. Yep. Which was good. Um, We'll quickly go over the new boys. We touched on them last week, so we'll double back around to them. Uh, See, Ollie Holland's performance last night was what he was getting praised for last week, prematurely, I thought. Yeah. Well, last week he had the... The run. Yes. But people have got to understand, lock away that run. This kid can do that. He can do that. All day, every day for 23 that's, rounds of the that's season. That's the norm. The 20 touches and five marks. Yes. The going back with the flight. Reading he, the play. He, he's still a little bit timid, but going in. Yeah, that one moment, it's kind of sent half back. And that's that's going to happen. It's a second yeah. gamer who is very lightly framed. Yes. yes. And, you know. But, you know, the good thing was he had that moment and then he made a, he more than made amends for it when it was next, his opportunity yep. to go. And I would have loved for him to just take away what it would have done for us as a team, but just for him to get rewarded if he nailed that goal. And it just it literally just floated right across the face of the goal. But, but look, as I, I just think that last night's performance was really encouraging. Um, and when we got out of him, I think you can sort of forecast 40 games forward yep. when his frame's a bit bigger, you know, his patterns are a little bit more concise. I logged on 
to check out some heat maps. Were any shaped like penises? Because they sometimes are. Whose was Sam, Sam Walters? Was, was Sam like, like a, a very erect like, penis? It was like something out of uh, Austin Powers. Yeah, Ollie Hollands is 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 a bright red dot on the boundary of the wing, and what I have noticed, and it didn't work so well against Richmond, but mind you, fuck, you know, we, 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 we drew against Richmond, and, yeah. right, and, and and everyone in the media going off about how good Richmond are. Back up. Let's just wait. What Hollands and Theo Vaughn? No, 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 not Theo Vaughn. Not Theo. I can't think of his name. Blake Akers. Blake Akers. And I saw this at the Collingwood game. They open us up. They stretch the field. And they give us. You can't. Everyone's going attack through the corridor. If you're not stretching the field, the corridor is a very congested area. And what they're providing is attacking lanes. Because through the corridor doesn't just literally mean right up the centre of the guts. It's between the two fifties, not between the two like the the Telstra signs, not the fifties anymore. Mm. Between that, and if you don't have people working and spreading selfless self, Leslie, yeah, that that still doesn't sound right. It is, yeah. So selflessly working to open the field up, those lanes don't exist. Well, there was a moment last night early where, where I actually had the note here in the chicken shits. We don't have too many of those. Um, but there was a moment last night at the ground which which almost certainly wouldn't have come across on the TV. We had the ball out on the... Um, I've got another. The old Shane Warne side. Johnny Raincloud for you after. We had the ball on the old the Shane Warne stand side. And who was it? It was Fisher, Akers and Cowan. So it would have been Cowan, Cowan... Acres and Fisher, yep. in terms of ascending order, heading towards goal, and they were really quite demonstrative to get the ball out this side. We've got to go C shape. So it was one of those things I was watching it where I thought, are these three like really taking to heart the directive of this is what we want to do? Because they're all on the same page. Yep. Get the ball out this side, and it would have taken that kick and a half to get it out to yep. them. But you're sort of thinking early on we were still a little bit timid to kind of do it, but obviously those guys were. Crystal clear. Yep. That the way they were behaving, behaving to me, said mm. we're doing something. We're not doing something that they've spoken about doing. Yep. And Gov and Weeders, in terms of unlock, making the field real wide, unlock those kicks. Absolutely. And Absolutely. open it up. But I thought, and this whole thing of hell to scale to play. Mate, why is everyone? And when I say everyone, I'm talking about the media and the football community. This hell to scale to football. Why do 18 teams have to play hell to scale to football? Now, yeah. I'm not saying to move it slowly. I don't mind our kick-mark approach. And if you mark it and play on when available, go. But why do we have to just aimlessly just get the ball and run, run, well, run, run? because Collingwood uh, and before them Richmond were the, the, the flavour of the month yeah. type thing that people like watching footy. I think people like watching um, uh, neutral footy that's like that. Yeah, so but you to, don't want your team playing that, no, that way. Because if your team's playing that way, it's really quite um, just unstructured and yeah. sort of this weird – It's, it's diff, but I want other teams to fly by the seat of their pants. I don't 100%. want my team to fly by the seat <laughs> of their pants. Um, we'll catch, I suppose, Lockie Cowan here, so old mate Theo Vaughn. Um, I've got a lot of time for a young player who is just thrown into the deep end. Yep. And when you're playing small back like he is, there's absolutely no place to hide. And they tried to isolate him a couple of times. They, uh, I think Gary Rowan was on him at one point. They tried to take him deep, put yep. him in deep water. 
he is looking very, very good for a second game player who, like I said, he's not being given it, that really soft entree into league no, football. It doesn't bode well for your boy. It does bode well. This is excellent. People, player. people are taking this the wrong way. Now this is great. Like no one's. I'm not. I'm not crying if player A is not getting a game because someone else has gone past them. Mm, I'm saying it doesn't it's bode great. well for him. I think player. But this is it. This is the thing where you go for us. How long? I don't know what his contract situation is. But at the same time, if Lockie Cow, Lockie, what's his name? Lockie Cowan. You know, Lockie too many Cowan. Lockies. Yeah. Um, but if he was to get a, a, a knock in training on during the week, yep. and the fallback was Plough. That's I'm, good. I'm, you not need losing, I'm, I'm not losing the plot over that. You'd sort no, of go, no, no, that's okay. He'll no. come in and he'll do a job and yeah. people will hate him, but he'll come in and he'll lock down on someone. Yep. Okay. So that's. I think that's a good result. Absolutely. I, 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 from a team perspective, absolutely. From a personal point of view that I think your boy's going to be playing less football, which is not... That's fine. It, that's right. I oh, know you love him. I said, no, I don't love him. I've just got a tolerance for him that's higher than a lot of people. Two Johnny Rainclouds for you. We've got a segment called Johnny Raincloud. When they come to my mind. Channel 7, Yeah. I don't know if it's the camera work or the direction. I think the, the director plays a huge part. Zoom out. Mm. It's They follow... Obviously, you want to get in, in tight to a contest. But when it spills out, get out quick because we can't... It, there's no context. It's just people running. Or you don't know if they're about to get tackled. You don't know if they're in 50 metres of space. You don't know anything because you're giving no context. If you had the option... Fox could do this. Channel 7, obviously, far more difficult... But if you had the option of just watching a static cam, would you? So either the classic, you're playing FIFA, it's just the same camera, you yep. just watch that camera. Yep. Or behind the goals, you can pick four or five camera angles, you want to go behind the goals. Yep. I'd, I'd chop and change here and there. They're running these things in the States where it's a 180 or whatever, 270 degree camera. It's live feed. And you put you buy a ticket virtual ticket so it's your centre of the ground say level 2 in the MCG members so you're perfectly in line with the middle and when you look left you're oh, like seeing it's VR yeah but it's live so I don't know why why no that's that's so we, it's, like, we, it's like, we, you're, it's wait, like you're there mate, didn't we speak about this years ago with like the idea is you should buy you should be able to buy a spot yeah. in the best seat in the house yep. for 10 bucks a week yep if you're Man United you'd be going yeah yep let's go and you could be sitting above the dugout. So that I'd like. I'd That'd be very good. Uh, and then lastly, Blake Akers, um, again, far more encouraging. This is the standard oh, for oh. him. He had 26 touches. He had 485 metres gained. He took 11 marks. And he had a game-high 23 effective disposals. You liked his game so much, you declared him brilliant. And I think in you doing your research to get those stats, I think you've realised he's had a better game than you gave no, him. No, no, I said he had a good game. Yeah, no, I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was top five players on the ground. It's a big call. Game high 11 marks as well. Oh, I thought he played really well. That, But as I said... Did you know he had hands? Look, look, that he, that he uh, actually had physical hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. I did. My point is, and and I love this, and this is not just in the Carlton community, this is in the AFL community, as you know, broad. When someone comes to your club, oh, he's good, you watch, he's good. I know nothing about Blake Akers until he put on our jumper. The only reason I know him is because my uncle who follows the Saints really liked him when he was at St Kilda. So, you know, I've been told by people that he was a good runner and his game had elevated since being at Fremantle and he'd help us in a position of need. He really impressed me. Like, I, I was a little worried after the Richmond no, game. This, and, and there's all this stuff. I think it's funny. Like, So we win the game last night and there's a lot of very premature I told you so's about whoever – 
Mm. You're going, look, last week Ollie Hollands was for a first gamer. You went, we're not slating the guy who's a first gamer. Go, mm. But last night he was a lot better. Yeah. Blake Akers last week was not up to the standard we would expect of a serious mm. uh, seasoned, experienced um, you know, acquisition. Yep. Last night he was much better. And you went, yep. that's good. Yep. You know, and then that becomes the standard where you go, this is what we want from you. Can I? More often than not. You know how Sean likes to write his little notes? Speaking about you in the third person. Sean likes to write his little notes about what he wants to see going into a game. Yeah, we've stopped doing that, yeah. Fabian had one in his yep. mind. I want to see Adam Saad take off and not bounce. I know this is going to sound silly because one of my favourite things used to be Yaz. Yaz getting Are it. you going to bring up the fact that we just we had three bounces for the night? But it's he, importantly, who when he gets the ball, he takes a bounce without moving. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't need to do that. Zero bounces for Sadi. And I thought he gave us a bit more of a spring. There a was little bit more north-south directional running rather than, you know, Adam Sard's. We're going to get on Even if he runs at a 45, I don't mind it. The, the old Adam Sard turtle. <laughs> when he grabs left Saad. and right. Um, we'll, get, we'll get onto this in just a moment. Lastly, we, we spoke about Jack Martin and Sauce and. Um, you know, we, we mentioned that that feels like in terms of balance, that's the question, the lingering question out of this week's game is which one of them takes one spot. Yep. So that'll be an interesting watch. And on Martin, just lastly. If it's one spot. Well, so another calf niggle for Martin, another match missed. Um, and you know where I went with that? I honestly looked at it and I thought it just ma- makes me so thankful that the Judd, the Judd deal ended up being what it was. And you went, we, what we got out of that guy, mm. very rarely missed games. Yep. Always fit. Played at an exceptionally high level week in, week out. All that stuff. You just went, in retrospect, you go, thank God. Yep. Like, he was everything as advertised and he came across and you just went. Then you oh, got geez. Daisy, Jack Martin, uh, not Tom Williamson, Zach Williams. Zach Williams, yeah. A lot of teams are like that. You get, yeah. you get the big money guy in. And you're like, well, he was in Dangerfield's being like that at Geelong. What about, what about Dan Hanbury? But Cam- Cameron's been like that at Geelong. And you go, there are examples of Buddy, for the most part, up in Sydney, where you go, he's a freak, though. You're actually being worth it. Yeah. We've got you in. We've identified you. We've pulled out all the stops to get you. And thank God. And it's gone to plan. Oh, Jesus Christ, you've been amazing for us. And in the end, Juddy was worth every cent in that Vizzy uh, ambassadorship yes. that he was given. Um, the next heading here I've got is Don't method. Don't forget to recycle, ladies and gentlemen. Don't. Hey, it's always. Use your purple bins if you've got Mate, one. All doing your, you can all do your bins. I'm yet to put mine out. I've only just gone to a quarter. So the purple bin, I don't know if you're... You're not living a sustainable enough lifestyle by the sounds of it. I just don't have glass. I don't use glass. Start using more so you can fill that <laughs> bin up. Yeah. I'm going to go out and buy some glass jars and just turf them. I take all my Coke out of glass now. You know you're not allowed to put... The drink bro- too. You're not allowed to put... Pook. You're not allowed to put broken glass in the purple bin. When I'm throwing glass bottles and jars in there... How do they think this... Hold on, hold on. When it gets picked up by the truck and it gets lifted up... Yep. 10 metres in the air. Yep. And dumped into the back of the truck. Yep. Yeah. They're all intact, aren't they? Idiots. They're fucking morons. Idiots. Who do they think we are? It's like that thing with police cars. Remember when they ran that thing about how we've got this new fangled radar technology that knows if you're using your phone. You're like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You're taking a guess. No, you don't. You don't have that tech. That does not exist. That you can see... You're reliant on us... Not being asked, taking this to court, yeah, and going now. Oh, fuck oh we've got this radar camera that can see. No, you can't. You can't see through my engine block. <laughs> it's like you're, you're taking. You're joking. You're lying. 
So method, motor, mentality. So stats here this week versus last week, and, and they showed that if your eye couldn't pick it up, we were clearly playing a different style of football, which was great. Our best footy against Geelong was driven by a desire to take ground, a desire to surge, to hunt, and all of that is about energy. Yep. It's all about intent, and that was much better this week for longer than it was last week. And just quickly, we had 41 more disposals. We had 10 more hitouts. We had 40 more contest, uncontested disposals, sorry. We took 13 more marks, and we took seven fewer bounces. And those numbers aren't ridiculous, yep. but what they tell you is we were playing a very different brand, a very different style of football against Geelong than yep. we were against Richmond. Absolutely. Now, you being the only member of Brenda Cash who was there last night, yes. was it – Humid? Was it dewy? No, it was perfect. I mean, the longer... We than... seemed... And I sent a text to Timbo and said, if we're clean, we can pull away from these guys. And... Well, that's our we, issue. We seem to be fumbly yeah. no, and, look, and unclean. At ground level, it might have been the longer the night went on, but when the, the, when the match... Uh, there was, it, it was, we would I refer to us being dirty, but we were unclean with hands... Yeah, absolutely. ...more early on in the game when... From all accounts, it was a perfect night for football. Yeah, and look, there might have been some residual moisture from the big wet earlier in the day, um, but uh, that was quite funny. As I was rolling around, and I faced up to the city down, looking down Doncaster Road, and it was as black as your BenQ computer screen. Yep. I just went, where has this shout come out, from? Shout out to BenQ. Uh, shout out to them. Fine, fine purveyors of computer screens. They and can send us equipment. Absolutely. Um, if they want. And uh, it was so dark, people might have noticed at about quarter to nine on Thursday morning, um, the little solar garden lights were coming on. Yeah. It was extraordinary. Like, this is – I haven't seen this ever, we, maybe. We had my grandmother's funeral yesterday. And um, so getting ready, get the car ready. Went out to get um, some fuel and a Gatorade before that. It bucketed down. It absolutely bucketed <laughs> down. And I don't mean to be macabre. But just the image of you on your way to a funeral smashing down a Gatorade. <laughs> but um, <laughs> got to make sure your electrolytes so I had are the, up. I had the old Commodore out for the funeral. Um, so, what uh, model Commodore is it? It's a VC. See, I love that. I love that. There's this. There's this sect of, and there's a lot of them would be listeners likely. Yeah. Of these people who go, yeah, it's a, uh, a G G G H. Like, <laughs> and they, you could give me. A thousand guesses. Oh, well, Commodore's only come in V something. But no, but you could give me a thousand guesses as to what's the, yeah. the combination. I'd be like, I don't so know. It's a 1982 VC Commodore. It was my grandfather's. So I drove it at his funeral. So I had the... you do a burnout? <laughs> I felt like ripping one afterwards. But so I hadn't... So I we store it at a mate's. So I've got it out and I've, you know... Ran it over the weekend, you know, enjoyed myself. Actually, had some good fun. Hadn't she went out of the Easter Nats. Hadn't tested the wipers. <laughs> Not good. Not good at all. It was uh, it was uh, very difficult to drive in the rain. But then uh, post-church, post-burial, the old VC doesn't have aircon. I've gone from being cold to sweating my bag off. How many uh, bodies in the car? We started off... Oh, that sounded terrible, by the way. <laughs> I didn't mean it to sound that way. How many people in the car? So I started off, I said, I want all the grandkids to be in the car. So that's me, Simon, Michael, and my brother, right? So driving from the church to the burial, I, I, when I got there, I got out and I said, Kelly, Mal, 
you're in the car on the way back because I don't think the suspension was handling the the weight that was in the car. I felt like everything was scraping. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. What were we talking about? I don't even know. What I don't we were know. About. Something about moisture and started talking about funerals. Um, oh, I was saying. Oh, you know, it's we were a bit sloppy earlier. The rain, in the, game. the rain, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. We were a bit sloppy earlier in the game. That's that's absolutely true. Um, and I think the one thing I wanted to say, and I kind of made an allusion to it earlier in terms of method and methodology, which was a lot better against Geelong. Three words, front and square. Yep. And I've got a couple of examples here. Last week I was so utterly frustrated by our lack of shape and discipline inside forward 50. The ball came in and everyone was just in the wrong position yep. to impact it, to follow up, to benefit potentially from a loose ball. Yep. This week we had a much more orthodox setup. It was so much more traditional, and it was underpinned by players being front and square. I've got yeah. a, a couple of examples, and that here. doesn't mean everything clicked. No, not at all. But structural position, we were trying oh. at least to do the right thing. So we didn't was, always execute, but there was the one that we got a goal from. Where in the end, and this is not a, a typical front and square, but a contest inside forward fifty, and it was the one where it came out the back. Jack didn't fly. Jack didn't go to the contest, and he faces up handballs to Oes, who's. Yep. He's, you, know, you go, you know why always kicks the goal? He gave an absolute mouthful to the Geelong. But you go, you know why always kicks crew? the goal? Because when he attacks the contest, he's facing goal. There was another one where Fisher arrived on the scene and he kind of manages to get his way through and we don't end up getting a shot at goal. But he's facing the goal. He's running towards goal. Yep. Motlop, he's running towards goal. You go, There's a reason why it's front and square. It's so that if I gather the ball, I'm facing the goal mouth. And last week, we just didn't, we didn't do it at all. I'm picturing Timbo going, you know who's good at front and square? Oh, no. Adam Kingsley. No. <laughs> good, what? Dave Cunningham. Oh, gee, he'll fucking talk about that one against the Bulldogs. <laughs> you know he will. No, it wasn't against the Bombers? No, it was against the Bulldogs. Yeah. But the point was... We ended up losing that game anyway. Yeah, maybe. Um, but it was so good to see our smalls at the face... and the Sorry, the fall of the ball facing goal. Yep. Much, much better method. Much more reliable method. Much, much more likely to actually lead to something. What was our centre clearance issue last night? Um, so like from, from from general stoppage, we yeah. were very good, and but from centre bounce, and that's mm. when I said to, and I wasn't texting you because you're at the ground. You don't want to be texting us every five that seconds. That is 100 correct. And I said to Tim, if we get the first goal last quarter, we'll pull away. We'll be right. I said, but you know we can't let them get. They're scoring from centre clearance. Yes. But secondary stoppage, and everything comes in. We're okay. So that first clear, even if we're not winning, tie it up, get a secondary bounce. Yep. And we were okay. But when we didn't, fuck. Oh, it was incredibly frustrating. It was incredibly annoying. Oh, there's another 90s banger. Definition of a banger. Oh. Mega hit worldwide. Mega hit. Such a 90s like tune. It's a little bit Calypso, isn't it? It's a good song. Swedish? Ace of bass? There's Scandinavian of some description. Oh, yeah. Their other song was a banger too. Their follow-up. Yeah, what was that? I didn't know it was. It's eluding me at the moment. Yeah. What a tune. Why don't we play that, Timbo? I should actually have just recorded. I should have got an old clip of Tim saying it. 
No, you know, if you'd be saying, and why are we playing that timber? And he'd be dumbfounded. He'd be completely, he'd be watching something on the TV. He was completely oblivious. That was Ace of Base. Uh, all that she the wants. Sign. Yes. I think all that she wants came out first, and that was a worldwide hit, and they backed it up with the sign, which was arguably even better. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, we played that because the Blues are back. Of course. Uh, I've got a note here called uh, Reward and Punish. You've gone two for two. And I, I know you usually go with three songs. I do. And two for two. If it's you a don't, lot of pressure. If you, if you, I've got, I've, I not, think, not just two for two. You've gone genuine, genuine 90s banger and genuine, genuine 90s banger. Now, the next one might be good. I'm like, yeah, I like this. Quintessential 90s banger. Okay. Um, Excited. So Reward and Punish, I've got the note here. And there's a couple of examples. We mentioned a few of them before. Um, so Ed's Tackle on Guthrie. Really important. Great stuff. Our mentality after halftime was a hell of a lot better. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. DeConning hitting up Fisher when he made a certainty of it. Fisher's closer to goal. Yep. Fisher comes in, kicks the goal, lifts the group. Fisher's obviously much loved in the group. The reaction of the group tells yeah. us that. Well, he's Rick's, he's Rick's best mate. But this is it. Fish and Crips. Um, <laughs> why they – obviously, Cripp is just a busy man. Why they don't do more of that stuff, yeah. I'm not sure. But – and, the, and the, the, the reason I'm mentioning that stuff is because – it lifts everyone. These just I mentioned the Dave Roberts stuff at these little moments, like you know, what I reckon might be highlighted. Not Mitch McGovern's tackle on Cameron, which was goal saving. Yep. There was a moment in I don't know if it was the third quarter, or the fourth quarter, where he was everywhere on the ground. Yep. There were contest after contest, physical contest, tackling contested situations, and McGovern was involved in about five of them in a row, yep. all over he the looks ground. Fit, Mitch. And you just went, this guy's working his balls off. And the team would love it. Not everything he does I'd, works. I'd, I'd like to see a bit, of, just a bit of grippo. I agree. His hands haven't been really. I agree. I agree. Backward. But this is it. So that's that's the pros to the cons. Where you go, your work rate. Whereas where his hands are so assured. Yeah. His timing's a bit off at the moment. He's not. He's not. He had that one where with Hawkins. Yeah, he's, so he's, frustrating. It's just he's not timing him great, but his hands are just vice like. So that reward. So you punish. You punish Geelong's error. So not manning up Fisher, not paying him the respect. You yeah. punish it. Yeah, they did, the, they did the graphic on Fox Footy. Yeah. We had nine players inside 50 to their three or something like exactly. that. Exactly. So you've got to punish them. Yeah. Punish the you know, overhands, you know, overuse of the ball. You've got to t- stick the tackle, win the free kick. Um, you know, Mitch McGovern would be rewarded internally for that work ethic, which was great. Ed's goal was great. Lewis Young's mark at centre-half back late in the game was fantastic. Harry yeah. up on the wing, just phenomenal. You have to internally reward those behaviours because it comes infectious. Yep. I don't mean reward the lead. I mean reward those behaviours yep. so you create a culture of we're all happy for each other, we're all working together, you know, you do something good and I'm the first to recognise, fucking that's fucking great, Fab. Yep. You know, you come up to you and you, bit of reinforcement, let's go, that's great, back in the game. So it was excellent. Um, and just, I suppose, closing things out. We don't want to labour it because we all saw it happened. So much togetherness, a great sense of togetherness. We've lamented in the past it felt like – a Guys were perhaps hoping someone else would get us over the line. Yep. Not the case last night, which was really encouraging. Do it. Do it. People wanted the ball. People, Don't wait for it to be done. People get, putting get their hands done. up for the ball. People not afraid to be the option. Yep. You know, the next link in the chain, which was really good. Everyone played their part. Not a great moment, but post the McGovern kicking. Yes. Which, again, you tell me, because I actually didn't see the replay. And I was looking at, you know, you're looking for something else. And then by the time I'd got look, my the bed, kick, the kick was. But Doc it, sort it of wasn't calls a sh- it. But why is Doc calling yeah. for it, right? So, look, it's an error on all, all round. 
But the back six gathers, and Mitch isn't head down. Mitch is talking, yep. actively talking. It's like he's already got it out of his head. He's pointed at Doc. He's probably had a word. Yeah, it's my bad. Probably don't call for it. Moving on. Back, back. And that's it. It's gone. Yep. It, move on. If you want to have a Barney about it, yeah, do it later. Yeah. Do it after the game. Yeah. Do it in the review. But no, don't even need to have a- No, 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 you don't. Yeah. But if you want to have that moment, don't do it on the field. So that was good. And then lastly, uh, move just moving forward. So we spoke about it earlier. Last night was really great, but you've got to consolidate it. You've got to go and win again. That yep. needs to be the mentality. It's one thing to get that good result. It's quite another now to back it up. That's what we absolutely need to do. And I suppose the other part of that is just closing matches out quicker. When you, you're in that position to close the game out. You just, go into the game? To what game? Our weekend's game. In Sydney? Mm. No. Aren't you there? No, I'm there this weekend. Aren't we playing? The, oh, yeah. yeah sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. You got your bearings. The whole, yeah, yeah, no, the whole Thursday. The Thursday's got yeah, your bearings out of whack. Me. It's all right. Um, so getting that five goals up, just closing the game out. Yeah. And not having it go down to the wire, just comfortably seeing it out at that arm's reach is the next step, and fingers crossed we can get there. Uh, chicken salads. We've only got a couple here. Feel free to chime in. Yep. Charlie Kerno had a taste for it early uh, and performed really well in the night. Loves the big stage. Absolutely. Feeds off the crowd. So feed him. And he feeds off that celebrates, energy. Celebrates like he's been to Pablo Escobar's house. And he's he just, just just full of energy and excitement. He, as I said it before, he nearly killed Ed. He did. I was like, mate, just, just was that was that when Ed gave him the one, and then he kicked the textbook Charlie yeah. wheel around on the right, and then he's like, he's got him, he's given him like a high five or pointed him, and then gone back for more. It's like, mate, all right, just <laughs> we've done this, <laughs> move on. But can yeah. we? Why? Why don't we try to tee Charlie up for that shot more often? If we're if we're going out that side of the ground, yep. Why is the it not a set play that Charlie? We don't do it all the time, no. but Charlie, mate, you're leading up at the ball, and we're going to get it to you on the the paint. You're going to wheel around just fucking set sail because he go. he kicks them a lot. Yeah, that's his sweet spot. But that's his and because he's he's a very hip driven yes distance kicker. So they're they're low. Almost if there's a man on the mark, there he gets smothered. Mm. But with the stand rule, yeah, he can do it. He Whereas can do it. Jezza, Jezza could just he's totally different. He, I know this is not he's a good podcast, up. but it's fuck. It's a beautiful kicking action. Very, very good. Not um, since Darren Jarman have I been ex- this excited about someone's kicking. Tony Woods. Tony Woods. <laughs> Raiden Tellis. Poor Raiden. Still got the boot marks on the face. Uh, who else was a mediocre? Dicko was in that group as well. Mediocre hawk from that era. Yeah. Brendan Crummel. Brendan Crummel. He was the one that Pickett murdered, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He's not dead, but he fucking um, almost should be. Who's Shane Trelevin? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It, it, that was a putrid side. Jeez, who else was there? Angelo Lekas. Angelo Lekas is the other one. They're sort of, we've kind of, we've, half was in that group as well. We've yeah, of, half was all right. We've kind of ticked off the major mediocre Hawks. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mark Graham. He, he went to, he, he ended he went up to at Richmond. Richmond. Yeah, yeah, he did. Number 34, I believe, at Richmond. <laughs> that era, we'll call it Fab's Hawks. Fab's Hawks. <laughs> that was when you got... We, s- we rattled tins and lost games. <laughs> <laughs> did you? You didn't rattle tins, did you? No, no. no we're not going to do that. You got, you got sucked in because your, your cousin's a hawk. You yep. got sucked into going out to Waverley. Yeah. To so Simon them. and Michael are both Hawthorne supporters and Simon was playing soccer for a region. So at the time, they were a club semi-decent. Are they dead? Probably. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't kept up with it. But... um. So Mick wanted someone to go. Mick had done his knee and um, needed 
he, you know, do you want to come? And when you're so why? But so why didn't you go to Carlton games? Mix of Hawthorne support. Yeah, but no, but I mean, just in general. No, I was too young. Dad, once I hit high school, early high school, Dad, it was hard to get to Princess Park from Thomastown. So I go to the MCG games, but it was hard to get to Princess Park from Thomastown by yourself without friends and stuff like that. So I'd go along to Waverley. Was he concerned that you'd like join a gang or something? And um, yeah, so Dad was working Saturdays then, so he couldn't obviously couldn't go with him anymore. But you know, Mick let me drive, so I was on my L's. That was good too. That's back in the day when that was you could do that. But Waverley felt like honestly, it felt like forever away. Yeah, I'll go out there a little there bit. There was now. no East Link you and just all go that down stuff. Go down Springvale Road, and it's like Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Dark days, like literally, you'd literally, leave, it was dark, it was dark, and you couldn't. There were no like, there was no signage in the car park. I'd, yeah. So finding your car. This is before the old uh, beep 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 beep. Yeah. Where's my car? And Mick Mick had a a it was a Toyota Lexan, which was just a Commodore. Yeah, it was yeah. Um, which at the time, and he used to fang the shit out of these cars, company car. And it was it was quite a, it was a wagon though. Where was he working? He was working at Smith's. Snack food company. The chips, yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of gobbledock memorabilia. Remember Tarzos? I had I all do. The, I had was given the full set. Of, I don't know how it was already in the folder. That's the best way to collect that stuff. <laughs> just be given for, the set. For, so at the time, like Simon's first, one of his first gigs was at Smith's. And then the crew who he worked with all, you know, one worked at, they all worked at Smith's, but then one left and he went to Pepsi. The other one left to go. To all these other, and they were all doing the same job, but just a different company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember Kelly's twenty first. We had a house party, and Kelly was like, "Oh, we need soft drink, chips, lollies, you know, all that stuff." You were like stuffing your face, and you went, "I got it covered." And I and I said, "I got I it covered." Who knows a guy? Who knows a guy? A bloke backed up a truck, <laughs> and everything came out. So Pepsi supplied. Uh, it was basically chips. sponsored. Arnott's, Arnott's who own kettle chips yeah. and all that stuff. So we had that kettle chips back then were. With oh, a bomb. Yeah, this was, is pre-Red Rock days, so that we you know that. I always more found crunchy. kettle. Oh yeah, I always found kettle chips to be too crunchy. Yeah, occasionally they were. You were just like, I don't want this. So um, yeah, all taken care of. There you go. That's a great story. Back on to um, <laughs> it's a waffle of all waffles. <laughs> back on to Charlie. Just closing, Charlie. Do Do you remember? Have you seen that stuff lately? With and Rio Ferdinand's told this story before. Do you remember what is Rio here? Oh yeah, he is in Sydney. I think. Yeah. Um. Have you heard him tell that story about what Fergie used to tell him about Van Persie? Get him the ball? He said, he goes, if, if you, you don't do not, find him, you don't play. If you don't pass Van Persie the ball, you will not play. Yeah. He basically said, he will win us the league. Mm. He just said, he goes, yeah. So my attitude with like Charlie would almost be when he's in one of these moods, just get him the ball. Just get him the ball. Was that running through Cripps' head when he's gone inbound mm. into a 2 1 1 in the corridor? Maybe. He's just gone, it's Charlie. I'm on. Just get him the ball. And he finishes his work. He's up for it. He's a big game player. He loves the crowd. He loves the energy of the crowd. Feed him. Feed that. Let's go. Yep. Uh, on Crips, released once Blitzars had to ruck and was really strong for us all night. Had a game high. 15 contested possessions. Was really strong in the contest and along with Kennedy and uh, Chera. Chera had a little bit. He only had a 16. He had a 50-50 game. But he worked really, really hard, particularly later in the game. 16 what? Touches. No, he had more than that. No, he did not. Adam Cherry was the second highest ball winner on the ground. Are you sure about that? I'm going to back unless myself. I was, for unless that. I was looking at the completely the wrong. You're looking at the wrong line. <laughs> I think uh, Adam Saad was the first. Was 
the major ball winner, and then I reckon Adam Chera was second. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I say I'm wrong. He did have 25. I'm sorry. What was I looking at? Uncontested, sorry. Yeah. 16 uncontested. My mistake. He was um, fumbly early in a bit. I did. To be honest with you, I don't know why I didn't double-check that because I remember thinking, that feels a little bit under. I think if somebody had said to me, how many touches did he have? I'd probably split the difference. I'd probably say, yeah. oh, 21. Um, but no, look, very, very, very poor, let's be fair. Early, had a couple of very poor mistakes, very unlike him um, skill errors, which were just shocking, to be honest. You were like, what the fuck is happening here? Um, which was a shame for him. But worked his way into the game, was really solid, was really strong over the ball as it went. the game went on um, and complemented Kennedy and Cripps inside the contest really, really well. Adam Saad. Sorry, I've got to ask you something. I've, something's popped up on my screen. Yep. And relating back to a conversation we had off pod. So, yeah. Oh, what's this? That's all right. We'll oh. discuss it off pod just in case you don't want to say what you said on pod. It's all right. I can't ever, was it today? Yeah, yeah, just before. Oh, I can't even remember what I said. Yep. Adam Saad. Yep. Excellent. Yes. Just superb. He had the one bad kick, which was... Which was unlike, because we had two blokes... <laughs> potentially clear, disastrous. We had two blokes on the wing. Yeah. On their own. And he would have seen them. It wasn't like it was out of vision. They were there and he, he's just had a brain fade for one for one moment. So, not good. But and I think ultimately... That moment, not good. Rest um, of the game, very good. I think ultimately what was cool too, for him... Hashtag no bounces. No bounces. 608 metres gained. Uh, he had four rebound 50s and he had five inside 50s. Leading possession win and had a Which chance to get... He just... That little bit of pressure, otherwise that snap would have been a nice goal yeah. to reward him. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, I suppose, on very much the same uh, theme, uh, just defensive solidarity. We're under the pump early. Yep. Um, working really well as a unit, though. Doc and, uh, and Weeders are doing a great job to lead. Newman continues to work hard. He, it's funny, Newman, I get the feeling like not, not unburdened, but it felt like it was him and – not that they play the same role, him and Williams – and it's almost like, well, with Williams out of the picture, you've got a clear run at a year in this position. Yep. It's sort of yours to lose. You're the incumbent, whether that's made him confident or whether that's relaxed him or whatever, focused him, who knows. But um, he continues to do really well. Cowan, we mentioned earlier, for a second-game player, is performing above expectations in that small uh, defence yep. role. Not high numbers, but just doing... Just doing his job. Yep. Really diligent, hard. Outside he had of a couple of really good, really, really hard over the ball moments. Outside of goals from centre clearance, direct centre clearance, our back six is really holding, it's holding up. up. And you know the whole six x six—that's what it's for. Mm. You know, teams will concede goals yep. from centre clearance. That's what the whole six 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 is set up to do. But outside of that, it's it's very solid. Totally. And then um, lastly. Where is my note? I've just lost my note momentarily. Just, just with Gov, I mentioned, I've put the note here that he's the new good Liam, bad Liam, good Eric Bailly. We need to wear his mistakes at this early juncture. I think he'll be much better in the long run. Is this Gov? Gov. Mm. Uh, the more he performs the role. Because the more we see him play and the good stuff he's doing, the more I'm confident they're teething yeah. problems more than they are longer-term concerns. I was saying that to Dad. I said he... He's not a fan of Mitch McGavin. No, he's a shit. Um, but Mitch puts himself in positions to make mistakes, mm. so to speak. And in comparison to Liam Jones, Liam Jones could mark everything. Uh, at the moment, Mitch can't mark a thing. Mm. He's got uh, old butterfingers. And Liam couldn't kick 
And Mitch has got a beautiful kick. He's got a tracer board of a right foot. Fuck. And it's it's fifty. It's a clear fifty meter kick. It's ridiculous. Um, so I think, like I said, I'm happy to wear some of the stuff with him just at yep. the moment because I think in the longer run, hopefully, the the, the pros will far outweigh the cons. Um, chicken shits is only the one for me. We mentioned it. It's just a probably tidiness, to be honest. Yeah. I, I don't want to labour it because it's a, bit, a little bit of a case of the teacher being in a good mood at the end of the week and not giving you any homework. Um, just I, just a little bit of tidiness early. Um, it was it, we we can be scrappy and. A lot of handballs yeah. to ankles and kicks to, you know. Whereas you just don't it up have on the that, half volley. You just don't have that extra split second. When we clean it up, it's it's good to watch. 100%. I totally agree with that. Um, oh, no, there's another 90s banger. What film is this from? This would be from an American pie. Yeah, maybe. What a tune. This is a banger. This is a banger. Not on the level of the oh. other two. As far as commercial success and gameplay. This is definitely on a pie. I reckon it's the second pie. That's one of that's a that's a classic. That's actually a very good line, isn't it? Is it? I've been around the world and only stupid people are breeding. It's just a funny, you know, a good line, good that's lyric. That's what it feels song. like. They're multiplying, Sean. They are. Uh, so we played that because the blues are back, Timbo's not here to to set up that and pay it off, Tim, um, unfortunately. No, no, not here. So that was uh, Flagpole Suda, Harvey Danger. Someone used to request that, and I thought, you know what? New season. What? We'll put no. it up. Oh. I'm just letting people know that, that that rule, there's an amnesty. There's going to be an influx of no, requests no, no, now. No, no, no. There's an amnesty, new season. You've broken the rule. No, no, no. It means nothing now. I thought, new season, there's an amnesty, we'll, we'll, I'll behave, and, and but just make sure that if you do request things in future, they will not be played. I'm just putting that on the table. Um so that was, uh, of course, another great example of the Blues are back, uh, which I think we all do enjoy. It's now time for the S. Alvarez Memorial Buster Nut. Who do you love? Trophy. This does make me chuckle because I can see it. This is rolling into town without yeah. a, you know, with a bit, a bit, a bit of an attitude. Is that great? Where the camera angles rock real low next yeah. to the snake, and as he drives past the snake, kind of yeah, and he sort of peels into the. What server. do you call that when he jerks back, shits himself? The snake. What do you, is that, does that have a name? Or is... No, he just sort of I don't know reacts, yeah. recoils maybe. Yeah. Um, so my nomination for the SR Morales this week. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw Anthony McDonald tipping Woody out soreness. He played eighteen minutes of football. Mm, I mean, he's built like me at the moment. Bit big. Um, my SR Morales nomination this week, and I'm hoping that uh, we'll get an, uh, reach an accord. I'm giving it this weekend to Matthew Oes. Ooh. Three goals, two of them absolutely vital set shots. Yep. Worked his tail off all night. Yep. Um, and popped up when we needed him too. I don't mind the nomination. Excellent. Mine was going to be another small forward. Durden. In Corey Durden. Mm. I, I thought about Durden, and then I thought... We're, we're going to... This is where you and I are going to be in lockstep. Durden's There'll be people going, Ollie Hollands. Ollie Hollands is going to run 9.8 billion kilometres a fucking... Every week. Every week, so he's not getting rewarded that's, for that. That's the curve. Like, that's... <laughs> we're not rewarding... We're liking what he's doing, but we're not going to give him well. an SI... Played well. ...for... And I love how people call it S.I. Yeah, the like S.I. <laughs> 
<laughs> E-S-A-I. Um, S-I. Morales. Yeah. Memorial Buster Nut. He's not Buster Nut. That's, that's, that's just him. That's him. That's a normal Tuesday. Yeah. So I think... For me, I, if Lewis Young one day runs eighteen kilometers, bro, Jesus he'll get Christ, it. What is he doing? He's obviously <laughs> running back to goal a lot. Probably we're in trouble. Um, but no, Matt Owies for me, good doing for you. Um, I'm happy to give it to Owies. Yeah, I'm not going to argue <laughs> with you. I'm not going to argue with you. Ah, <laughs> uh, where is it? Got mail. You've got mail. So we've got uh, first cab off the rank, Steph. The latest Oz Post cuts are hitting deep. You can't even get the mailbox on the podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if only you knew, Steph. If only you knew what's going on down at Post. Shambles is what it is. Um, One of the great organisations in this country. Don't even get me started. <laughs> um, Daniel Stocko, did anyone else see how Lob widened the ground as a winger should play him from the first bounce? Love the show. Hope Fab is back and firing. Back, yes. Firing, no. I thought I've been. I, I, I thought I bought some energy. <laughs> well, I only mention that because you did mention the widen, wideness of the ground. Yes, not, but I, I'm not going to attribute it to. Not pertaining to Lockie O'Brien. To Lockie O'Brien. <laughs> but you did mention the widening of the ground. What does it pertain? What did regarding? Regarding. <laughs> He's going to play it. Where is it? It's serious because it's very important, base. <laughs> um, get the fuck out of here. No, I will not. Uh, Rick Green said, were those some easy goals I saw last night? They absolutely were. Yep. And good teams, when you're playing good football, you kick easy goals. Yep. That, that's the definition of you just, Jesus. Every goal cannot be an absolute struggle. Uh, 100%. Michael has said here, if Walsh and Hewitt are available next week, or were to be, hypothetically, were to be available next week, who would come out of the team? Look, if both were available, Ed would make way. I'm yeah. not going to dispute Based on that. last night, based on the way the, the game seemed to go, and there's the follow-up question here, it would probably be Ed and Jack. Yes, and I think Ed holds his, retains his spot and. Till Walshy. Retaining to. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Retaining to. Um, hold on, I've just got to find the next question. Justin. Interested about Sauce. Did not look happy after the game when subbed out. Could be on the outer soon with two rucks and the Hewitt Walsh impending inclusions. Would love your thoughts on his outlook for 2023. Oh, I've got no issue with him being disappointed to be subbed. Mm. You want to play the game out. Yeah. What that does for his attitude, I think he needs to make sure that that's just as I'm sure it will be. Professional and he's on board and mm. his his work rate is where it needs to be and the, there would obviously be and this is where it comes down to to I would like to think maybe not in the moment but even then I'd probably like to think it would happen if they're subbing you out for a tactical reason just have a quick chat mm. if you're Voss or you're his line coach or whoever it is go look Jack yes, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pull you out of this one um, we just want to go with you're making the decision just communicate it yeah we're just gonna go with a bit more run that's it. That's it. Good stuff. You know, it's the classic um, in Major League Baseball. The pitcher gets absolutely whacked around the park, mm. and what happens when he leaves the mound? He gets a pat on the back. Mm. I love how it's just not like you're off. Nah, nah I'll walk out. Pitcher goes out, <laughs> takes him out of the game, and, and you know what I love? I love that the catcher goes. I'll be. I'll come there as well. I'll be involved. <laughs> First baseman comes over for a wander as well. Third, usually shortstop. Um, you're having a nightmare, mate. <laughs> sometimes it's. Um, have you seen that Bob Costas clip where some guy throws his – or plays for the Cubs, I think, and he, he gets pulled out of the game. Uh, he's not up very long. I don't even think he pitched anything. 
and he gets taken out of the game and he's um, <laughs> he hadn't se- pitched an inning. He's it was thirty Am- pitches oh, and he, about eight runs. He's Central American or something. He's coming from the field and he sort of gestures up to the heavens, you know, yeah. as as some of those boys do, the religious boys. And um, Bob Costas goes. Uh, such and such, motioning to the heavens. He goes, I can only imagine towards a departed relative asking forgiveness for this <laughs> atrocious performance. <laughs> it was absolutely savage. Do, do you recall Bob Cotts getting pink eye in both eyes at the Sochi Olympics? <laughs> Sit down, he, Bob. Sit down, Bob. He was blinded. Now, apparently, you can only get pink eye. Yeah, someone's farted F- on his pillow. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it in both eyes. I learned that from um, Knocked Up. <laughs> yes, that's what I was with Jason Siegel. That's one of the great line deliveries because he goes and he's like, oh, what's happened? He goes, it's because uh, it's pink eye, blah, blah. Goes, oh. And he's just like really matter of fact about it. He goes, everyone in the house has got pink eye because Jonah Hill's character farted on someone's pillow and then he thought it was me. <laughs> it was really good. Um, Bob Costas is sort of, he's like the American Bruce McAvaney, isn't he? Yeah. 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 As if Were good, had their time. Has anyone seen the um, the one where he does the interview with uh, Vince McMahon about the XFL? And Vince McMahon looks like he wants to kill him with his own hands. No. It's very funny. Um, no, look, Justin, just clear that up, I suppose, ultimately. Just yep. Jack, attitude needs to be good. Make sure you have a conversation with people. Make sure you're crystal clear about where you sit. Yep. Um, James D, have Hollands and Cowan locked in their places based on the last two games? Um Further, can anyone at the club spend some time with Harry on some remedial goal-kicking technique? Look, there's no givens. No. It's, it's literally the they old... They retain for now. It's the old adage, one week at a time, and at the moment they retain. Yeah. And there's going to be times where they're sore and they'll be dropped. 100%. Um, they'll be dropped with the same way the old uh, AMT, old uh, Walla. Dipper. With soreness. And the other one, Tiana. He's not running around anymore. Oh, Tiana. Tiana. Oh, Tiana. Didn't oh. hit Liam Jones in the face. Yeah, Liam spoiled it with his uh, the bridge of his nose. Um, the Teague strain, um, that's still one of my favourite usernames. <laughs> when things went poor for Teague, the Teague strain. It harks back to a time that we all had to endure A as simpler well. time. Yeah. Uh, is Jack Martin done? Seems genuinely disinterested the few games I he went does there. play. I went there. Surely it's off to fading away in the twos for now. That's entirely up to him. Just, it's disappointed. It's entirely it's, up it's to him. It's disappointing because we've we got a soundbite ready for this bloke. Fuck, we're going to play it. <laughs> oh, hold on, that's not the right one. You kidding? I am Queens Boulevard. Mate, when we and start, that'll be the last time you hear. <laughs> whenever we, we start doing a VFL podcast, you'll hear it every week. Um no, look, that's up to... Well, that's freed up two spots. That's entirely up to Jack soundboard. Martin. It's entirely up to Jack Martin. He has... I, he, think, I just don't think his body's got it, mate. I don't disagree. But what happens next is entirely up to him. <sighs> yep. His, his preparation, getting himself right, you know, going back to the twos, proving a point, maybe playing with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. If he plays in the twos level, he should dominate. But it's up to him to do it yeah. and force his way back in. Yeah. Um, he needs to do what Paddy Dow does. Yeah, absolutely. David Red Bear, he said, is Mitch McGovern the most enigmatic footballer in the comp? Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, Liam Jones is, I think, the, the head of the class there. Yep. Is he playing this week? It looked no. like last week he was paralysed. No. Um, so it's... it's, it's a, Mind you, though, the, the sides for their game isn't, hasn't been released yet. 
<laughs> Carlton Project, is it possible to be man of the match solely for the performance you put in in the final three minutes of a match? How good were Harry's marks? Integral. Absolutely vital. Um, do we want one more, maybe? One more, one more, one more, one more. Uh, you sound like uh, Brad Pitt. You think we need one more? No, right, that we'll was, get one more. No, that was Clooney. All right, we'll get one more. Get one more. We need one more. You reckon so Clooney's talking and, and we'll Pitt's ignoring him? Yeah, 100%. What a fucking movie. What about a fence? Dealing in cash. You don't need a fence. That's one of my favourites. Um, we need a Bolski, a Jim Brown. I said that last night, actually. I used two, to, two jet throws and a Leon Spicks. <laughs> I used that last <laughs> night when – so that the, we had a, So how many players do you have on an interchange bench at any one time? In AFL? Yeah. Four. Four. So at one point, we had six blokes running to the bench. Yeah. And I said to Dad, I go, remember that line when uh, Rusty's teaching all the, guy, the celebrities to play poker? Mm. It was a toe for grace or someone says he's got three pairs. He goes, you can't have three pairs. It's a five-card draw. <laughs> no, it wasn't toe for it was the, it. was It was Shane. Because you can't have three pairs. It's yeah. a five-card draw. You can't have six cards. <laughs> fellas, fellas, fellas. <laughs> all, all reds. Red. <laughs> <laughs> what up, dog? And they're all, they're all giving each other fist bumps. Instead of sleeping with your wife. <laughs> What a movie. What a movie. Ocean's no, he's running away with your wife. Oh, yeah, whatever. I've seen that movie too it's many It's an times. amazing movie. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. What did he say? He goes, Billy lots, Ten Denim. What did he say? He goes, there's lots of money in it. He goes, you can't move him. <laughs> denim like a gene. <laughs> oh, what a... F- <laughs> what did he say? He goes, may as well call it White Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, Frank Catton. <laughs> the Nevada Gaming Commission. Uh, there was just another one about Martin seems to be picked whenever he's fit, but really impacts. If Silvani plays, he usually does. We struggle to fit in two rucks, which significantly improves us when we do. Given this and his fitness record, is it time to phase him out of the best 22? Jack Martin is talking about. Yes. Um, not necessarily. Like I said, earn the, earn, earn the game. Mate, if you go back and earn the game, you'll play. Mm. But you, you, I think don't, he, don't knock on the door. No, kick, kick the door 100%. now. 100%. So he's in just in yep. that position where he's got to earn the game. And if he does, no issues. Yep. Johnny Ranklerds. Do you have any Johnny's left? You've so used. what have I gone through? Oh, I, I went through the TV. Yep. And I went through a few others. This is a Johnny Raincloud, as in I'm being the Johnny Raincloud. Excellent. I'm not a fan of the Moo. I like it. I am a fan of the Moo. That's it. Just been a Johnny Rancler because I know a lot of people do. I, I like just... the I like the move. I'm a fan. Um, my Johnny Raincloud is Pizza Hut. Oh, what have um, they done? I think they've gone to a uniform and really really shitty pre prepared base. Oh, so you know the so. I thought that would have all been. Have we bad. spoken about this? So we've spoken about this in the past. Where sometimes when you want pizza, we don't get the early morning chats in anymore. No, we don't. But when you want the pizza, sometimes you got a hankering for pizza. Sometimes you want the dock. Classic, really beautiful. We had this big discussion in the office the other day. The Doc the, versus Cronides. But but the Doc or the Cronides or zero ninety fives out my way. There's a couple where that's they, pretty good. I where, like that one. Where they do really genuine, proper like Napolitana style. Yep. Pizza and you go, they're beautiful. Yep. Sometimes that's what you want. Sometimes you want the dirty, thick crust, disgraceful yeah. Pizza Hut Domino's. I, I don't like yeah. Domino's, but sometimes you just need a filthy. You want pizza. the filthy Pizza Hut pizza. Yeah. 
um, the, the the base that he's got so much sugar in oh, it, it's considered confectionery. It's like a, it's basically just the uh, KFC dinner rolls spread out on a base. How nice and sweet! Wow, are they? but the the whatever pineapple Pizza Hut have always used has always got this really nice sort of zest to it, and the, yep. the ham is sometimes that's what you. But want. do you know what it is? It's the pineapples. I don't know if it's more mature. Maybe. When it's, it's never that hard no, bit no, of pineapple. No, no, it's always really – they're all juicy. soft. Soft and juicy. So sometimes that's what you want. My my criticism now is I think they've gone away from the – if you want the real deep, like the traditional pan, yeah. it's just like a it's like a crappy pizza from the um, supermarket base. Uber, Uber, Pizza Hut, taxis, what have they all got in common? And petrol stations. Well, I don't want to say it. No, no, it's just fact. Like it's – what Indians have just just jumped on the Pizza Hut? It's like that's their that's their thing. I wonder. I understand why. that. I don't understand why you'd be hard up about the servos thing. I understand as an Italian why you'd be annoyed. But culturally, <laughs> trust me, culturally, Pizza Hut pizza is uh, not an Italian pizza. So sometimes it's a I Chicago style pizza. I swear to God, even that it's not really Chicago when, style and pizza. And it's all like there's heaps of cheese and whatnot. And sometimes when that's what you're feeling, yeah. oh my god. So they've gone to shit, and I don't like it. <laughs> well, put a complaint in. Yeah, I don't know if I have that much energy about it. <laughs> I'd just prefer if they went back to the standard traditional bases that they used to have. Um, you don't have another Johnny Raincloud? Oh, I think I've brought enough to me. Yeah, you just bring ad hoc Johnny Ranklouds. You know what was my favourite segment that went absolutely nowhere? Just between me and you. I tried it. And just between me and you, this has gone quite well. Well, I don't know. Maybe next week, have a week, leave us the roadcaster and we'll, me and Timbo will try and get it oh an episode out by ourselves. Wow. I actually almost want to see that happen. Yeah, we'd get it done. It'd You'd have to upload it, but we'd, we'd get it done. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the show. It's good talking about What you could do, you could just control the panel next week, yeah, but I not could, talk. We could do that. That could be interesting just for a segment or two, just to just leave the kids in charge of the house and see how it goes. Yep. Um, that brings us to the end. It's always good to talk about a win, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, hopefully we'll be back to do it all again next week if we possibly can. Um, for Fabian Guadagnolo, the Fabaganoush. Hold on. Do oh, I have the oh, come on, play it. Fabaganoush. Fabaganoush. Does that mean it's Klabaganoush? It is Klabaganoush. will return this year. <laughs> I keep talking about it. Tweet us. Mid-season. Do we, do we want to do a mid-season Mings at the bye? We get 250. I'll post something about the Club of Ganoush. We get 250 likes and it's on. On what? I don't know. We'll figure something out. Like on last time, people were just excited about the club. What, on the tweet? Maybe on the tweet for the episode maybe? I don't know. So yeah. if you've listened this far and the tweet that you – Do we really want to? The episode <laughs> – We've been talking about it for a while. There's something. There's something in it. In a, yeah. in a, and if you've gotten to this far and you want to promote a, the club Aganoush. in a clubaganoush, if there's a clubaganoush get together at Ming's, like the when we've got a buy. Yeah. How many seats would Ming's hold? Oh, fucking, what do you reckon? Thirty. Forty, maybe. Okay. Thirty. It's. Uh, so we've got thirty people. We could have. We keep talking about this. Still, I. I just. I gotta, I'm, I'm going to take Junior there, even if we don't record. I've got to be honest. I'm extremely worried about and Adrian as well. Ad, just, Adrian, who came to me in my time of need when I was nearly killed out in yeah, Royal Parade. True. Just the idea of trying to tee this up with Mings, and I can just I can see their confused faces, being like, "What? 
what are you talking about? We, like, ju- we just need an outlet. We don't even need an outlet. We anymore. don't. We've got the battery now. That's it. They'll, they'll go, these people are eating our food and have these weird headsets on. <laughs> what are they? They're like air traffic controllers sitting in the thing. Uh, so that wraps us up for another week uh, for Bag and Ash. Arrivederci ragazzi. Arrivederci risacci to you too. That is horrific. <laughs> That's horrific. <laughs> Did you like that? Try that again. Arrivederci ragazzi. No accent to it, but yeah. Whatever. For Fabian, goodbye. For Tim. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. (laughs) For me, Sean Peterbudge, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Prenda DJ. You get the theme, let us know. Prenda DJ is on its deathbed, but it is still running.
Shout out.